Hey, everybody. Jacob here from the Formula Drift podcast. We have an awesome deal for you. So if you head over to shopfd.com and use coupon code PODCAST23, you're going to save 20% on any merch. So anything you can find on that website, use PODCAST23 at shopfd.com. Save yourself 20%. Hats, shirts, lanyards, whatever. Just use the code. Save yourself some money. So why not? You know, don't don't stop listening. Wait till the show's done. But then head over, shopfd.com, use podcast 23. We'll see you guys out there. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Outer Zone. My name is Jacob Gettens, and we have uh, Mr. Qualifying, Ben Hobson. Uh, how are you doing, sir? You know, how, how's your mom and them? <laughs> I'm doing great. Uh, they, they, they are... They're spectacular. How's your mom and them? Uh, they're good. They're good. Yeah, I mean, I, good. I I only get to see my mom a few times a year, but uh, they're from my understanding, she's she's doing as long all right. As she's doing good, then we're all we're all good here. Yeah, I gotta ask, where did that where that phrase come from? Because that sounds, I think it's pretty new, right? It's only in the last couple of months that you've been saying that. No, that started um, <clears throat> that started at the before the I guess kind of at the. Pro One Banquet last okay. season. Last year? Um, yeah, we, uh, as Koro boys, we kind of all ordered some pretty spicy suits. Uh, gotcha. Like a silk, pink and purple suit. Looked pretty, pretty spiff, you know, pretty steezy, they might say, you know. But uh, we all got, uh, we had a lot of fun, and I had a lot of fun, I guess. And <laughs> I just ended up hanging out, you know, hanging out the window every now and again, and Asking people how their mom and them was, so made a Damn. decal, put it on my car for SEMA, and then went on my car during SEMA for the for the burn yard. And uh, I don't know, it's just it's a funny thing. It's it's just it's an inside joke that turned into I say it to a lot of people now, and they uh, now a lot of people come up to me and they're like, "How's your mom and them?" I'm like, "They good, they good." <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny how like certain phrases will catch on after a while. I mean, obviously you've you know, that one's less leaned into than the I Heart Hot Moms one, which, you know, yeah. we, we covered already. I think we covered that in our last episode. You're, you're like a regular at this point. You know, just just punching the clock at this point, you know. Which, which uh, what, <laughs> what accolade are you more excited for? To be the guest that's been on the podcast the most or the most uh, first place qualifyings in a row? Hmm. I mean, I like them both. Both of them, I reckon. I like them both. They're both good. Um, That's fair. I, I I think for me the qualifying would be yeah. That's just for me. It's more of a it's more of a good feeling. You know, it's awesome being on the podcast. That's super yeah. sick. But like, but hey, the performance the, on the track is like yeah, what I like better. And I mean, the qualifying comes with the podcast, so it's yeah, like if you get one, you get without the, the qualifying, other. you know, yeah. Just another guy. <laughs> so this, you know, they say you can't have your cake and eat it too, but in this aspect, I can. That is that is a solid point, sir. So, That's... so you know, good for you. Good <laughs> have for you. you. Kudos to you, Jacob. Did, did you ever? Did you ever think you'd be like at this point of qualifying that well? Because I mean, you didn't. You've you've been at this, I think, a lot longer than a lot of people might think, right? Um, yeah, this is my third year in uh, FD. Um, and I've been like competitively driving, I would, 18 was the first year that I like went pro-am. Okay. I made three of the seven events because I had lots of car issues. So wouldn't really consider that like my first year, but it was my first year in a pro-am. So I think, yeah, since 2018, I've been 
I've been competing in competitions with drifting. So yeah, so I mean, five years, but I mean, still five years, and then to to come in and do three first place qualifyings is is still pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've driven the car. I had a test day in it. Yeah, out at Willow on balcony, and you know, I got to drive the car for you know a few laps and whatnot around around that. I don't, I don't even, I call it a skid, skid pad, pad type deal, yeah. you know, and it's got, it got a wall and a building. It's, it's a, you know, it can be a sketchy track, but yeah, it wasn't any, like, I didn't get to really feel the left foot break or I didn't really get to, you know, feel any pressure while I was driving it. So we had the test day at, uh, I consider it my first real test day at LS Fest. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time I got to drive it and qualified first and won that event too. So <clears throat> I've driven it four times and qualified first all four Jeez. times in it what what i guess is the most noticeable difference from that car to your previous s chassis um the for me the most noticeable difference is the reliability of it but <laughs> um i mean my car wasn't like super unreliable but it was you know what i mean like there was little things that it's just i've had that car since 2014 yeah so i've had that car for a long time so she's been through it, <clears throat> but it's it's very reliable car, um, and the the weight balance of the car and distribution of it is is a lot better than mine was in the previous years. And I've I've got mine to like taking all the weight out of the rear, and that mm-hmm. was a huge you know huge struggle with my car because it used to understeer everywhere, every track. It didn't matter what it was. I was fighting issues with the front end. So. Mm. Um, yeah, I would say the reliability of the car. It just like there's there's it doesn't really ever seem to have a hiccup. Like I was practicing in Jersey and Odie walked by. I guess it was I mean, I already had been like halfway through practice. I, well, I say halfway, I've got like three laps in. And <clears throat> um I pull in to do a tire change and I'm about to I'm pulling out and Odie like had just got there and he's walking up to the pits and I hear him on the radio. They said, hey, come back here real quick. So I turn around. I'll go back to the pit. And I pull back in, and Odie, like, puts his ear. He's like, it sounds like it's missing. It sounds like it's misfiring. And then popped the hood. Spark plug wire fell off. Reached in there. They plugged it back in. Thing immediately just, you know, jumped up. He yeah. looked at me. He said, you'll have 200 more horsepower now. Go have fun. <laughs> he walked, walked back under the tent, and I pulled on out. And that's really the only... I guess issue we've had. Um, we had to like weld subframe uh, at round one after top thirty-two when I got smashed right. a few times. But other than that, I mean, mechanical failures. The, the card hasn't really seen it. It's the car is so dialed. I mean, the car has been in FD since twenty twelve. Yeah, the car like that car has been around the block. So there's not much. I say there's not much to it, but there isn't. It's a really basic drift car that that it works it performs so it's like why do more like it's not it's a it's a dry sump car uh has a manual accusump valve uh, it's got an arc panel with you know uh a um uh i can't even remember the the, the dash on it um yeah it's, but it's a really it's, it, basic setup yeah it's a basic setup but it works so it's like it goes to the old saying like if it ain't broken don't fix it yeah, the car works. <laughs> the car's a great car. Me and her are like this now. I mean, 
clearly, like, clearly you're you're one and the same at this point. You just like kind of just metamorphosis into the car itself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got I gotta ask what coffee are you drinking? I'm a known coffee I just snob. made it. I just made it myself. Um so little it's uh like a machine. So I okay. did like two coffees with a little extra shot of espresso. All right. I made my own little my own little um milk and not milk, but like uh heavy whipping cream. Yeah. And a little bit of uh a little bit of syrup stuff. Good shit. Nice. Damn. It's not yeah, bad. It's good. Is it like a pod My machine? girlfriend's like, like a, she used to work at Starbucks a long time ago. Gotcha. So she like hooked me up with the with the recipes. Ah. Uh, you're out it. you're out with the with the nephews and nieces? Do I yeah, today I was. Yeah. Yeah. Today I was. We went to Six Flags Water Park, you know. Damn. Had to be an uncle. Okay. What do they call you? Today. Do they call you Uncle Uncle Ben or Uncle Bubba or Uncle Ben, yeah. Uncle Ben? Yeah. So they, Wait till they wait till they realize the rice jokes that they've been missing all these years. <laughs> I know, dude. I know. My my uncle, he said it immediately whenever I just became an uncle. He's like, Uncle Ben's rice. And I was like, Uncle Ben's rice. Dang, that sucks. <laughs> but hey, so, that's that stuff's popular. So well. Yeah, that's a good point. So so speaking on the family front, you've got a an incredibly supportive family. Like very crazy supportive. Not that like other families aren't, but like you know, your your dad seems to be pretty much there from from the beginning. Um, although it, it seems like it took a bit of convincing to get, you know, him into the drifting side of things, but he's there now, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. It did take a minute, but uh he's uh yeah. he's he's team manager now, so Damn. Is he uh is he still a terrible passenger or did you know <laughs> No, he's chill now, dude. He's uh he used to like just not even really understand Stand what, like what was going on? His yeah. mind couldn't really comprehend it, so he didn't really want to be a part of it. Because whenever he was a kid, he was a you know he's a driver too. He had cars. He liked to drive fast and you know yeah. do stupid stuff. You know what we call nowadays hooning around. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, like, yeah, I scared him one time real good. Um, it was a what Texas dipping a tire. Yes, uh, TMS, Texas Motor Speedway. We, uh, I was doing Lone Star Drift, and we ran the backwards layout of FD. So if you know like the FD layout, how they start out on the big sweeper in the back, yeah. well, we had like a big straightaway that we would initiate on the tire wall that everybody would wreck their car into because mm-hmm. they were coming this way to the power alley where our power alley was coming back through it the opposite way. Well... Aaron Losey is a freaking madman, and he's crazy, and he just puts the starting line back. I would eat, I shifted fifth gear out of TR6060, uh, LS3 with a supercharger. The TR6060 is a you know, six-speed transmission. I shifted fifth gear before I initiated. Jesus. Uh, I got clocked that day twice, one at 118 and one at 123, and my dad was with me both times. <laughs> And I dipped a tire at the 120. The 118 was like max for the car and then for the grip level. And I went faster and f- dipped a tire, you know, lifted lifted a wheel up. You know, it's, I controlled it, a little clutch work. It is what it is. But, yeah, yeah, he got out ghost white, like <laughs> ghost white. He did not get in the car for, uh, I'd say that was back in 2019, maybe. Yeah. So that was a while ago. He's it's 
He got in the car, uh, I'd say, less than a year ago. Like, it hasn't even been a full year. So I'd say maybe six months ago was the first time he's been back in the car. I don't Jeez. really know the exact date, but yeah, he... Now he just sits back and chill. He's he's tries to record, and I'm like, Dad, just just relax, have fun, just have fun, just enjoy yeah. it. I I actually I was out at a a Lone Star event right after FD. I think it was either 2018 or 2019. Yeah. So I actually I was... found footage of you driving back then. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I I shot a couple couple clips to your dad, and he's like, Oh look how young he was. So that was <laughs> the that was the second version of the Joker livery to give you an idea. So this wasn't. This would have been, I think, just the purple in the back. Yeah. Um, still had the Joker face up front, okay. but I think that the it wasn't like green up front. It was like gray or something like that. Okay. Yeah. 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 I had the white and then that was it into it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What, wow. What? Yeah. And it was kind of it was kind of cool just like going back and I'm like, yeah, I was at one Lone Star event. I wonder if I that's, have a shot at Ben, and last, I do. That's the last Lone Star and the last FD event that was not the yeah. last Lone Star. Last. Last FD at, at that track. Yeah, last FD. Um, I think that was the last time they did Lone Star there for a while. Yeah, and then it was all Lone Star like Police Academy after that. Yeah, I don't think they compete there anymore. I know that LS Fest does. Yeah. Yeah, but, so I'll, I'll send you the clips after the show. You can go uh, go check your technique, see how you oh did. Oh, gosh, yeah. But yeah, I, I know that run-up. It was, it was nuts, man. It's a crazy <laughs> it layout. Yeah. Uh, I, got, uh, I got Josh Robinson spinning out real bad. Um on that oh. one, that was in his 350Z. Um, okay. Yeah, it was a, it was quite the weekend. I think. Yeah. yeah it was it was just kind of neat to like go back and I'm that's like, Shit. sick. That's crazy. That's, I wish we'd have like. What if we'd have known each other since then? That'd have been pretty wild. It would have been wild. That would have been a what if. Both but, now. I know, we're right? From, were you were you with FD at that point or no? Uh, was, I was working with Riley Sexsmith at that point. Okay. So he, I think he got a podium at that FD round, if I'm not mistaken. Um. That was also. If he didn't wreck his car, he probably got on podium. So I know that that was that was the two options. That right? event. I remember yeah. sitting there. I was like, "Oh my gosh, this crack, this track is crazy." The way they're running it. Yeah, there there was a couple of crazy things that happened too because it was like in in FD, it was like Alec Robbins and uh, oh somebody else, and they like it came down to that battle for who was getting their license to go into FD, and I think it was Kelsey. Now that I think about it, I'm probably like. I feel bad because I'm probably just like open up old scabbed over wounds. But like, I think there was a battle between Alec and Kelsey to, and whoever won it would have got their license and Alec ended up getting it. Oh, dang. So, yeah. Yeah. Wild, wild to go back to those wild. days. But yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So what, why, why the Joker livery though, of all the, of all the things to pick? I don't, to be honest with you, it was like a, my car was, I love purple. Okay. And <laughs> clearly. Yeah. And green. So, Back in, you know, my 2014 days, whenever I first bought the car as a rolling shell, and it was like, that was my plan with it. Right. So I wanted it, you know, I painted it purple. Me and my buddy painted it in his garage. Um, not even in a booth. Like, <laughs> we just sprayed the garage floor down with water and Perfect. went at it. You know what I mean? Um, spray painted, or not spray painted. We did it with, you know, actual, you know, paint gun and everything. Um, did the cage green. And then the rest of the car, plum crazy purple. Nice. And after I like drove it for a while, <clears throat> it got a little beat up. And I was like, ready, I wanted to do a livery. You know, that was like, that was the thing, you know, at, at that time. It was, you know, I thought it was going to be cool, you know, turn it, you know, 
you can't polish a turd, but you can wrap one. And I did. Yeah. I wrapped it up and it looked, you know, decent. You know, I liked it. But I had like a little Instagram poll back in the day. And either I was going to do like, I don't know why I wanted to do a theme like that, but I was either going to do um, Hulk because okay. purple and green and call right. it Smash because it's a drift car and it's going to get smashed up all the time. So I was like, Not that's, bad. you know, that's good. And I was, it was set between that and the Joker. I was like, but, you know, the Joker is like, the theme with that was like, why so serious? Because I'm, mm. I am a, I'm serious about, you know, drifting, but I'm not like, you won't ever see me getting mad over in the pits because it's like, at the end of the day, it's a judge sport. And like, why so serious? Like, yes, this is our life. This is our lifestyle, but you can't change the outcome. You can only change the way that you react to each situation. So my whole vibe has always been like, don't take things too serious. You know, if yeah. you can, if you can fix it, then you're then don't worry about it. If you can't fix it, then don't worry about it. Like <laughs> you can't do nothing about it. Yeah. Or or you can. So it's either ways. Don't worry about it. So the vibe was that was like you know why so serious type deal because that was the Joker vibe, and more people like the like the Joker and uh, came up with a crazy livery uh, and threw it on and it was that for a while and it got beat up a lot yeah. and then I just wanted a complete change before going into FD and it got a complete makeover it literally went from a I was a diehard like stay zinky you know everybody does the cokey swap or kooky yeah. however you say it I still yeah. you know correct me all the people correct me um I was just you know I wasn't I don't like not like it but I just wanted the car to be more original yeah but it's just like it's so hard to keep zinky headlights. It's so hard to keep, like, they're expensive because yeah. they're rare. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just want to do a makeover of the car and make it look like a completely different car, which it's still the same car since 2014. Um, so I did a Koki front, you know, S15 rear, like, complete change of the whole thing. Painted the whole thing white, interior, yeah. cage, like, everything just white and then just, like, Change, change the vibe with it. Just had a, had a, you know, still same mindset, just different vibe. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying. Like it, it kind of went a little more like professional, more of like almost like a exactly. JDM style as well with delivery. Yeah. More, more um, race car than yeah, yeah. Was it show car? It was like a, I want to say like a fuchsia. Like it was like kind of a darker pink, wasn't it? Or was it still purple? Uh, it was white, pink, and purple. So white, once I change it, okay. then it's you know, it's had to. I had a little bit of pink, like, here and there on the car. But yeah. then I wanted to, like, whenever I changed the car to that, I wanted more pink on it because my suit my mm. suit was white and pink. So I just wanted, you know, bright, bright vibes. So it was, um, it's always been since I uh, entered FD, white nose, purple tail. So ah. It never changed, but the livery has always been different. Hmm. So it's always faded from white to purple. And there's pink's always been in between. Mm. So that's just like, and if you ever like seen my livery last year and really paid attention to it, the the lip on the bottom was the complete opposite. So oh, it's really? like the whole lip, the, the lip on the rear bumper was white. The lip on the front bumper was purple. And um, the side skirt going down had a fade. It went, it faded from white uh. to pink to the purple. And it's, you know, it's a little cool. thing. You know, it's the style. It's the style thing. 
Yeah. But I don't no, know. It's I just, different, though. I, I, I just, I wanted a more professional look. I think a white nose on a, on a car is just, that's race car. It just screams race car. Just seeing a white nose looking over. I, it just looks professional to me. You know what I mean? Mm. So, looks a lot cleaner. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I've never, I'm going to have to go back and take a look at that because I never noticed the opposite fade yeah. on, the, on the skirts and everything else. Yep. That's kind of neat, though. I love, I love those like little, little well, stories as well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I mean, even the other one that like a lot of people wouldn't notice is like you had triangle gussets in that mm-hmm. car. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you won't, I guarantee you won't see another car like it unless it's the guy that built the car. Yeah. Who's a metal sculptor or something yeah, like that. Right. Yeah. Jeb Greenstone. That guy's a madman. Cutworm specialties. Cutworms. That's he, it. He, uh, he like builds trucks from scratch. Like, Builds dualies from scratch, <laughs> and they're and they're sick. Yeah, like nasty, like slammed on the ground, nasty stuff. Yeah, but yeah. He uh, mine, his, and one other car that he built. He didn't build my car; he built my cage. That was it. Um, but there's three cars with triangle gussets, and him being one of them. Hmm. And it's it's different, and I just like being different. I like being different. So yeah, couldn't. That's tell. definitely a. Uh, Whenever people notice it, they're like, wait, is that, is that trying? How do you get that? I'm like, yeah, you won't get it. You don't. Yeah. You ain't going to get it <laughs> unless you make your own dimple dye. Yeah. That's not, that's not an easy thing to do. No. Yeah. Like to tear. I'm sure but, somebody can do it, but. Oh, hundred percent. It's just yeah, like, just, it's the cost factor of it. Yeah. So let's, let's run through your, your stable of vehicles here. Cause you started out in a Mustang, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it 2011 GT? 2011 GT. Automatic. Right. You know. Rest in peace. Yeah. Rest in peace all those. Yeah. Rest in peace all those ABS modules, right? Yeah. Dude, I fried a lot of them. (laughs) I fried a lot of them. Um, Man. Yeah. My dad did not. He used to warranty the tires. So he didn't know what they were going on. Because they had a tire, (laughs) tire package, you know, warranty on it. And he's like. What is going on with these tires? They're like wearing weird. I'm like, don't know. I don't know. You still know, dude. You know, to the point where I was like taping painters plastic on the side of the quarter panel in the car and I'd go drifting with it and then I'd peel it back off because my dad would like inspect the car. Oh my God. Yeah. So I just peel off the whole sheet of paper, boom, spotless car, no rubber anywhere. Until he saw a video of it one day on Facebook somehow. Yeah. You don't know how I got there. I didn't put it up there because I was Nah, smart. somebody else. They're probably like, look I, at this. Look at this yeah. kid ripping around in an auto Mustang. So. Yeah. yeah. I used to take it to the track, dude. I'd uh, put 16-inch wheels on the back of that thing, and I'd go from – I'd launch it off the line. It had one, two, three drop, right? It had a little tree yeah. on it, so I'd slap that thing in second as soon as I punched it, and I'd just keep it in second, <laughs> just leave her pinned. I didn't know what a handbrake was. You know what I mean? I just – throw the car in a car had great weight transfer because how heavy it was you know what i mean yeah. a solid axle car soft suspension yeah, yeah very but i'd go shred with the boys you know have fun with it and then you know, i got more serious i wanted to do it more and sold it you know bye bye car miss it but you know i got another white mustang now you know so yeah it's so you, you know you sold that and then bought Another? Did you buy an older Mustang at I some point? A, uh, yeah, I bought a '04 40th anniversary Mustang GT, Damn. five speed, old manual. That was my daily. But first, I bought a 240. Found a 240, the one I still have today. Right. 
Uh, bought it for seven hundred fifty bucks. Um, came with an RB twenty five and a seven fifty with an engine. Yeah, with an not in it, but Who it was cares? a buddy of mine. But yeah, it came with it. Um, motor came with it, and uh, he gave me a three seventy Z six B transmission. So okay. I think it was out of like a twenty twelve three seventy Z, but it's like a brand new transmission. And I slowly and, you know, slowly put the car together, you know, over like two years, I hit up, you know, uh, I think Brett Collins, he actually, you know, built my adapter for the transmission. And it was the first one he ever made for a Z swap to an RB. And now I think he's selling a lot of them, but this, you know, they're completely changed now. Like, yeah, but mine, I had to, take the bell housing off. And if you ever pulled a Z bell housing off, it's not as easy as a, you know, T56 where the front, front bell, just the bell house and like the whole case comes off. Like yeah, all the gears are exposed. So I had to find a shop that had a mill that was like this freaking big to be able to fit this whole bell housing in. Cause I had to mill, I think um, 18 millimeters out of it so that the adapter plate could go in between. Oh, or the input or the shaft wouldn't actually yeah, made yeah, in. Exactly. Yeah. So had to mill it down so it would it would made up and like had to literally just cut the side of the box for the starter to fit because there was no other way for it to. So me and my buddy just cut a little <laughs> uh cut a little rectangle in her and um the, the car worked great. I drove a lot with it. Um it was one of the first, I guess, swaps done like that. Like I was hmm. got, you know, there's a few times I got irritated with it, just like we all do with our bills. And I posted on, you know, stuff for sale. Just I was like, you know, screw this car. I'm done with it. Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't never really work. You know, all it does cost money. Um, then I would just like have so many people hit me up about it because of the swap. And I was like, nah. Nah, nah, I want to keep it. Even to the point, like, I remember Officer Dan hit me up a long time ago, and he Damn. offered to trade me. And Dan, you're my boy now, and if you're watching this, like, I'm so glad I didn't take that deal. You would have screwed me. He tried to take, like, that, and he's going to trade me his dog box, right? That second gear was blown up in it. He's <laughs> like, it needs a new second gear. And it was just the dog box, and I needed to come out money on my top, my end probably go find the messages somewhere and i was like damn nah i'm good dude you keep your stuff you know i was like if he wants it it must be a pretty decent you know setup you know what i mean so i kept it it worked got it all working got the card you know dialed and then drove it for a while until i got wise fab and then had too much fun with the car That'll happen. Yeah. You know, whenever you get more angle, I guess you just decide to drive harder. And then I cracked Ringland and cylinder three. Okay. I think. But apparently I shut it off perfect time because I sold it to a buddy. You know, me and him both knowing that the, okay. the, that cylinder. No, no, we, you know, it's, it's a, yeah. uh, Alan Newsom. He owns Bridge Moto. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, he still has the motor. Um, but, I sold it to him for 700 bucks and um, it came, I gave him a lot of stuff with it, like the turbo manifold, like all kinds of stuff. Um, 
he pulled it apart, pulled the piston out, and it literally, whenever he set the piston down, the ring land fell off of it. So it's like it didn't come apart inside the motor. Wow. He honed it. I don't all know what all he did to it, but the motor, it wasn't scarred. The motor was perfect. Like, it was still fine. And I was making 470.7 horsepower to this thing with 320.5 foot-pounds of torque on E85, stock head gasket, stock head bolts, stock oil pump collar. Never changed any of that. I put a N1 water pump in it with a new timing belt. Um, stock oil pump. Um, I had a eBay turbo mani- or eBay intake manifold on it. It was one of those like fake gritty ones. Yep. Q forty five throttle body on it, which was nice. Okay. You know, had a um, V mount intercooler on it, so it was oh, like sick. where the radiator was because I put the radiator in the back. Okay. So it was like intercooler pipe and was like this big. Um, CX Racing turbo kit top mount. With a Damn. GT35, you know, Garrett style turbo. Yeah. Journal bearing. Yeah, journal course. bearing stuff. So but, doesn't it boost until 5,500? But, uh, no, it lit on it. You know, the the E, it, it was actually a pretty peppy car. And I was surprised. Yeah. I was honestly surprised. I had like a, I had cheap parts, but I had all the right expensive things to make those things work. Like I had an AEM full standalone okay. uh, V2. Um, yep. I uh, had uh, like the tile or teal wastegate on it. So I had like yeah. a nice wastegate on it, you know, uh, HKS blow off valve. Um, intercooler piping was really short. So it was like barely didn't have any, any Turbo piping leg. on it. Q45 throttle body. So it was like, you know, a big old throttle body sucking it in. So yeah. it was kind of like hodgepodge, but it was like nicely together and it worked really well. I was running on E85, ran for a while. I love the car, dude. It worked. We're good. He still has a motor, like I said. That's like, crazy. Didn't blow to smithereens, so shout out to Stock Car Bees. <laughs> Don't they build seem, them, though. I was going to say, they seem great up until like the five yeah. 600 horsepower I mark. A, and then it's, I have a Skyline in uh, Japan that sits at Ebisu. Uh, it's my Ebisu car. Right. It's a stock RB25. It's R33 GTST. Uh, I think somebody blew up the turbo on it before me, and it has like a RB20 turbo on it. Okay. So it only hits like half a bar a boost. I think it has like seven pounds of boost. Yeah. Um, which I don't know. It might be factory. I don't really know. But uh, it, it doesn't make a lot of power. <coughs> but the car works. Like, yeah. I got there, pulled the dipstick, had oil in it, shoved the dipstick, dipstick back in it, drove it for 12 days, parked it, never had an issue with it. Nothing. Never had a single, single issue. Like, Nothing like throwing backies at North Course to, to really test out an engine, though. I did do that. Yes. I didn't have an e-brake. It's the only way to stop the car. I didn't have an e-brake in the car. The e-brake didn't work. <laughs> the drums were just shot. So oh, my God. I would, like, come off the wall in third gear, and as soon as I'd transition, I would just quick downshift a second, dump the clutch, and it would just lock up the rear tires. That's pretty much like an e-brake. <laughs> was that and, was that a, the Lone Star trip over, or was that yeah, completely separate? Yeah. Okay. No, it was a Lone Star trip, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I've only been once back in 2019. I want to go again so bad. Are you so still are you still renting a spot for that car? Yeah, unfortunately. What's okay? I've so this it's is cheap. like it's like 50 bucks a month. Okay, I was gonna ask because this is like the the drifter's dream, right? Is that is literally that trip, right? You go, mm-hmm. you know, you buy a car there or you you know buy it and sell it back or yeah. whatever. So what 
Can you run me through the financials on this before I do something stupid? It's not cheap, but it's I know. worth every penny. I would say, but th- this was in 2019, so prices okay. going up. All right, we'll, so we'll calculate for inflation. Do you want to, like, I would, without a car, okay? All right. Don't factor in a car. I would okay. say you're going to spend eight to 10 grand on hotels, uh, you know, rental car, um, tolls, because tolls are expensive to get from. Right. Um, the airport, uh, Tokyo, all the way up to like Niamatsu. Yeah. Um, fuel, um, cause you run through more fuel out there than you do tires. Um, tires are a factor. Um, spares that you're going to break. You're going to break stuff. I broke some parts out there. Um, just hitting stuff, hitting people, yeah. getting too close. Whenever we have like a lot of people in tandems and you get too hype, that's like the 12th lap of hot lapping on a like 10 car train, yeah. you end up messing up. You know what I mean? So there's going to be problems. Uh, food, um, uh, you're going to spend, I would say comfortably 10 grand okay. to have a good time for two weeks. Without a car. That's without, without paying for a car. That's without paying for a car. Okay. And I got my car for like 3,500 bucks. So if you're, if you're 15, if you're 15,000, like you're going to get into a decent car. And I mean, I don't know what inflation and travel and shit is like, but like 13 to 15 grand is what you're looking to pay with a car and everything else. Um, it just depends on what car you get. Cause like yeah. the Jay Z X's are like the 350 Z's here. Yeah. That's what everybody gets there. And those cars, you're going to spend anywhere from like eight to 15 grand on one of those cars. Okay. Unfortunately, unless you can yeah. find one. Um, but the good thing is, is like power vehicles can, they, they have cars there that you can find easier. And I think they're a lot mm-hmm. cheaper, but it all depends on how raggedy of a car you want. Yeah. I bought mine from a buddy and it was a good deal. So okay, I bought it before I even planned on going. <laughs> like I was like, I know I'm going to go. So might as well have it there I ready to go. Turn down the deal. It's just too good of a deal. Yeah. So. Huh. Yeah, but I had a buddy that went with us the same year and he spent 14 grand on a JZX. Jesus. So, so so he's he's 25 grand into that trip basically. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. And it that, just depends but, I mean, on how it's much two weeks. Yeah, it's it's two weeks. It's a it's a once like you could do it one time and you will be happy with I'm sure you'll want to go back. Yeah. But like the fact that I went and I did it like I could never go back again and still be just as happy as, you know, going back again. Yeah. Bucket I would list love to go back out. again, but it's just like, that is a, it's a dream come true. Like I went to top garage. I went, I mean, I'm sorry. Um, not top garage. because my buddy's local yeah. here. Um, <laughs> shout out top garage. Um, but, uh, whatever the freaking big shop is there, my mind went blank. Yeah. Um, but we, we went lots of, view sites and whatnot. It was cool. It was super cool. So I would recommend doing it a hundred percent. If you can and it's on your bucket list, do it. I'm gonna have to talk to Mr. Sage about getting a pay raise or something if I'm gonna pull that trip off. Come on, Ryan. Come on, Ryan. Uh, it's it's a research project. I'm doing it for the show. I'll hey, go interview or, or listen, FD Japan. Listen, yeah. You just go to uh you go compete in the street legal of Lone Star. Okay. The winner the winner gets a paid trip. I don't know if you know this, but I'm not a great driver, so that's not going to happen. Well, listen, yeah. 
Listen, I'll wear your helmet, okay? All right, cool. We'll split. We'll split. You just gotta wear this. That's it. Honestly, yeah, yeah, just wear the beanie. That's it, dude. If you shaved off the mustache and just wore the beanie everywhere, I don't think fucking anybody would know. Grow back just a little bit. I'd say, yeah. I think we can pull it off. I think we we can do this too. It's it's funny. There's a photo of uh, of Milstein from RTR, and he's got the same hat, and we have a photo of us standing next to each other, and it's the same guy. Like Mm. it's 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 just the hat makes y'all the same people. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. My goal. My goal by Irwindale is now that Neff is finally giving me a hand with hats is to flood Irwindale with hats. So that way when they like pan to the crowd, it's just like teal beanies everywhere. That'd be sick. Can you imagine? So it's like, like, where's Waldo? And then I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Danny Duncan to send me a whole lot of I Heart Hot Mom hats and I'm gonna we should flood compete. everybody with like, like, it. like two armies. It'd be like soccer games mm-hmm. where like one team is on one side and one team's yeah. on the other. If you like hot bombs, go this way. <laughs> if, you if you like, like dudes and you wanna wear the beanie, go this way. <laughs> if you like sweating your bag off in a hundred degree heat. I should have picked like I should have went the Ken Gushi route and went with a visor. Yeah, I'm so regretting went with a visor. <laughs> or a cowboy hat, like like hold uh, you can, no, I can see you in that. a cowboy hat. I don't think FD needs any or more just sheriffs. A, a hat, <laughs> a hat that says cowboy hat on it. That would be funny. Mm-hmm. That would be, or just cowboy, and then it's a hat. Mm-hmm. And people ask, "What's that?" Oh, it's my cowboy hat. It's my cowboy hat. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> what are you, a nerd? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I think the I, beanie, the beanie, does it for you. It does. Yeah, and and I <laughs> I joke now. It's great because like I go into the crowd and. You know, if I take it off, no one has any clue who I am. I exactly. go incognito. You blend in. It's perfect. I know. That's me. When I pull the suit off and take this hat off, dude. No one knows. Just look like one of the crew members. Yeah, but James Dean will always be seven feet tall, and there's nothing he can do about it. You and Can't I, change. we can hide. We he's can hide. always going to, yeah, he's always mm-hmm. going to be a foot above everybody else. 100%. Yeah, that's what makes us better than James that's Dean. That's the only, the only dude it. that like, <laughs> makes me feel short when I'm talking to him. Like, he is a huge human being. Like, <laughs> such a good guy, though. That's oh, he's, he's an incredible guy. Such a good guy. We're going to hang out a lot during uh, Drift Week 6 whenever he went on it. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot I forgot that he did that. Yeah. Because he did. He drove uh, He drove a couple different cars there. The ECU Master Car. ECU Master. That was it, yeah. Yeah, so I think Zach like, built him a car. Mm-hmm. <sighs> That's wild. That's wild. But... So what, tell me... Give me, the, give me the rundown on your childhood. So, like, you're, what, youngest of four... Mom mm-hmm. and dad, Joey and Kim. Kim's Kim. your mom? Kim, yeah. right. Um, you know, you guys are tight family. All the siblings real close together. It's only a couple years between you. Yeah. Parents were kind of like, all right, let's have kids, get it over with. And then we're... Just knock them out. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, yeah, my first two sisters, they're 19 months apart. And then there's two years between my brother and my sister. Yeah. And then me and my brother are 19 months apart. Okay. So that's that's pretty close. You're You're fairly close then. Very, yeah. Yeah. That's and then and then you you've moved a couple of times. So originally from Alabama, yeah. And then you and went then to Panama Florida. City, Florida. Yeah, Panama right. City Beach. I finished out uh, my eleventh and twelfth grade year there, which kind of it wasn't like bad, but it just sucked that I had to leave my hometown where I grew up with everybody, right? And everybody yeah. I knew, and then didn't get to graduate with any of them. So kind of sucked. That's kind of like what made me kind of like be who I am because I just okay. like, didn't really relate to anybody in Florida yeah. and I related to cars and you know you don't have to really have a conversation with a car so <laughs> not saying I'm an awkward person I'm a very outgoing person but it was yeah. like 
you know, it made me more pay attention to like what I liked more. So, gotcha. <clears throat> but it's still like I didn't. I moved in the middle of my high school, which you know was kind of is what it is. So I did yeah. my eleventh, twelfth grade year, and then I ended up like living in Florida for like eleven years, and now I'm in Georgia. So yeah. And, and I mean, it's a little bit of a swap too, because like Alabama was, you know, property and dirt bikes and. Yeah. Yeah. Little, I started. A little bit uh, different. Dirt bikes is what got me into like being an idiot for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. You can do a lot of damage on a PW50. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And yeah. I, do I got a broken wrist and a skin graft to prove that. Dude. Yeah. My brother got a PW50 for, I think, his fifth or sixth birthday. Yeah. I was still like four at the time or something. I don't remember. But he was like riding around, you know. My dad my dad used to like ride us on the front of the seat on the four-wheeler all the time mm-hmm. with him, you know. So my brother was like being the big brother, I guess, and he was going to take me for a ride on his dirt bike. Probably shouldn't have, you know. Probably very irresponsible of him, but I'm glad he did. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have anything on, like literally. Like I lived in the country. We lived on thir- almost 13 acres, I think. It was you know, 11 or 11 or something or 13. It was, it was a lot. Um, I was up there, you know, shorts, no shoes, no socks, no t-shirt, you know, four-year-old me just chilling, watching my brother go round and round. And then he's like, Hey, you want to go for a ride? I'm like, yeah, of course. So he, you know, he sets me on the front of it and he's like getting back on the back of it. And I just reached up, don't know why, grabbed the handlebars and just... <laughs> Twisted throttle, just took off on his butt. You know, he flipped off the back seat of it. Oh, my God. I, was, I didn't know what I was doing. I've never ridden a bicycle. I did not have a bicycle. Um, I've ridden with my dad on a four-wheeler and stuff. But of course. Never been on a bicycle, never been on a freaking dirt bike, obviously. And when there's a lot of, you know, barbed wire fences where I was raised. So yeah. I don't know how. I just started just doing a huge circle around our yard. Just just big old circle just going. I was riding, wasn't stopping. My sisters, my brother, they're all chasing me. Um, my parents were down the hill on the four-wheeler at my on my grandmother's property, which like lined our our their their kind of like friends property. Yeah. And my dad was over there talking to, to to his buddy. And then I don't know why, I don't really know their conversation, whatnot, but he said that they look up. And they said they see three kids chasing a, a, a dirt bike. They're like, this can't be good. Like, yeah. They're not chasing Joel. Like, there's no reason they'd be chasing Joel. Like, something's <laughs> going wrong. So they took off up there, and my dad, um, he got me to stop. I don't know how. I don't really remember all that. I just remember taking off my brother and just like, deuces. <laughs> and I'll, I, I remember him saying to me, he looked at me, he said, son, if you want to ride, we're going to get you some jeans, boots, and put your helmet on. Yeah. So 15 minutes later, I was out there waiting my turn with my, my you know, my little cowboy boots and jeans. You know, my brother would give me his helmet after he got done, and I'd put it on, and I'd ride. Don't know how. It's just natural. came to me. So started competing with motocross for a while um, and had a lot of broken bones. Um, Broke my tailbone really bad in a race. Uh, it was my hometown track. I um, had like a really bad start. Didn't really get the whole shot that I wanted. Mm. And, you know, we're all chasing the whole shot because if you got clean clean track in front of you, it's just like being the lead car. You know, yeah. you can see a lot better. You're not having to use your tear off. So uh, I think I was on a 65, 85. 
I don't. I might have been on a sixty-five at this point still. Nah, I don't remember. I was either on a sixty-five or eighty-five. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I was in sixth grade, I believe. Because I remember carrying a donut around with me in sixth grade to sit on. <laughs> um, I might have already been on an eighty-five. To be honest with you, okay. I think I broke my collarbone and destroyed my sixty-five. And my dad upgraded me to an 85 right after that, which is <laughs> awesome. See, I see you've hurt yourself. Yeah. Um, but, He's all right. Yeah. You wrecked this one. You drove this one hard enough. Like, here, yeah. let's move you up to 85 cc. Do, do you have the so, offset collarbone too? Like mine's, Oh, yeah, dude. My collarbones. Yeah. It's not right. offset much. Yeah. It's just like I yeah. call this one my aftermarket one. You see how big it is? Yeah. This is my OEM one. That's a stock one. Yeah. Yeah, I that's a stock it. one. Like, I can get my, fin- my hand around it. This one, I like. Nah. I can't. It's just All the calcium. huge. Yeah. It's just a big old, but it, it healed fine. I mean, it was sitting like this. Okay. My shoulder all the way down here, you know what I mean? But it, it yeah. healed fine. I was in a sling for a while. Uh, but I think this is, I've already broke my collarbone at this point. So yeah, I'm on, I'm on 85. I had a bad start. Hometown track. I know the track like the back of my hand. Mm-hmm. Practice it every, every like Thursday night we're there. Um, you kind of like go out, you know, you, it's like a funnel. It's a big gate, and then everybody kind of like funnels into a small track. So it's like, you know, it, it's a fight. It's a, it's a, it's not easy going through there when you got 20 plus other bikes just all coming into one, one corner. So we're all fighting over position. And I kind of had to, you know, hang back a little bit to like get reset, you know, didn't get the spot I wanted. We went. It's kind of go up a hill type deal. You come back down, has a sharp turn to a triple. And after a triple, it's like you got another another left turn and then goes up to like a what we call like an elevator jump. It was like a, like a step didn't up. Really get, yeah, uh, not not necessarily a step up, but it kind of, you're already going up a hill and then uh, it, it kind of acts like a step up on a jump. Yeah. But it was, it was kind of different than like a having that step up off the, call it like a kicker off of a jump. You know what I mean? It mm. was a, they call it an elevator jump, so you can call it a step up. The same, same. Yeah, difference, I know sure. what you're saying though. But you're already going um, up the hill, and it kicks you a bit more. Yeah, a hundred percent. Like it's just, yeah. it was, it was a fun jump. You don't. It's not a height. It's a distance type deal. Yeah, and um, you kind of come over the top. So this triple in the center of the track is like a make it or break it type turn because <laughs> as soon as you get through that, like your 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 pedal to the metal after that, um, everybody's like piled up on the outside because it's super duper dry. It's super nice track on the inside. It was raining and whatnot that day earlier. And it's like straight up Alabama clay and I'm used to it. That's what I grew up riding in. So I hit the inside corner, hit it past everybody. Almost I, there's probably like four or five guys in front of me after I hit the corner. I had enough speed to clear the triple. I jumped Heck. the triple. Like it's, I know where I'm going. I had plenty of speed. I'm, I'm good. I jumped into like third place at this point almost. And as I'm landing, these people that were on the outside corner was rolling the jumps, you know what I mean, going like this because nobody oh. has speed because everybody's piled up. But one dude decided to try to cut over and roll like this into the inside of the corner as I'm landing where he's trying. So I landed on him, bike twisted out under me. I literally just sat down right on top oh. of the on top of the, like the spine of the jump. Oh, I can um, feel that. Yeah. Compressed my back. I have scoliosis now from it. I'm pretty positive. That's the only reason I have scoliosis because of how hard I compressed my freaking back. My tailbone 
sticks out now. Like, Jesus. I can't really, like, you always see me in my bucket seat scooting around because my tailbone's poking it. Like, it, it hurts. <laughs> like, I messed myself up that event. Um, then, you know, healed up, got back on them. Then my dad had a really bad accident, and he, you know, he was close to not making it after that accident. Like, uh, it was just on a fun day type deal. Me and him were mm. messing around, playing same track, same jump. Um, he was recovering from an ankle injury from a previous accident that he had, and I mean, he was right behind me. I hit the jump. I was coming around it, and I just hear his bike, like, pinned out. Uh. And if you're pinned out, you're normally, like, trying to bring the front end up. Um, you know, if you're in the air and you, you know, need a front end to go down, you tap the rear brake, it stops the momentum of the rear tire and it sets the front end down. Well, if you need the front end to come up, you can give it a little juice, it'll the torque of the motor will kind of bring it up. Well, he's just, just pegged out. And he had a, a built 250. I think it was bored out to be a 290. Jesus. Uh, it was a nasty bike. And I can remember just looking over my shoulder and seeing him nose diving like this. And I knew he was already hurt from his ankle. Um, and I just stood up out of the corner, just stood up. My bike like jumped over the berm. People thought I got in the wreck because my bike was just laying off the side of the track upside right. down and whatnot, like still running. And I never, I never stopped. I just literally, I was coming through the corner. I looked over, seeing a wreck and I just stood up. My both feet hit the ground. The bike shot out from under me and I just took off running backwards to him and he hit and he slammed on the ground super duper hard. Bike hit him, bounced back up, hit him again. Ugh. And I've never seen my dad in that much pain. Like he's, you know, he had concussion, you know, bleeding in the back of his brain, uh, broke his collarbone. Uh, I don't know how many ribs he broke. Uh, he had, you know, bruised spleen, bruised kidney, or if you might have been one of them punctured. Um, I'm not like super duper sure. I don't remember. I was young. Um, he got beat up bad. He doesn't yeah. remember the day. He still doesn't remember. He has no memory of it. Like it, it knocked him out. Um, our, his, one of his buddies was there and he pulled up on his, his motorcycle and he was like, you know, took off with my dad, put him in the truck and he took off mm -hmm. and me and his kid were just still there at the track. <laughs> I was like, they just left us. <laughs> yeah, like, of course. Well, I mean, of course. Right. Yeah. Like, like I, you know, dad, you know, to the day he's still, he's like, why the heck did Mike leave you? I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Like. He should have loaded our bikes up too and took me. Like he just left me at the track. Like I'm just here by myself. Oh, Later man. on, somebody came and picked me up. And, you know, brought a you know brought a trailer and picked us up and whatnot. But uh, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, I just continued riding. I was a kid. I didn't know. I just continued riding. You know, because I still yeah. raced. Um, but he got hurt real bad. So they 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 were like done. No, yeah, done with this. And it, like you know, I still. Missed it. I still rode my bike around and whatnot. I still, you know, but just didn't do it competitively. Um, missed it a lot, and that's what got me into cars. To be honest with you, I was being an idiot. You know what I mean? But yeah, I can also give a shout out to one of my sister's ex boyfriends that really got me into cars when I was like fourteen <laughs> years old. So, ah, uh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, on closed courses, of course. You yeah, know of course. I mean? Yeah, for closed sure. Courses, 100 you know, Civics, you know. Never talked about anything like that on the show before. So, yeah, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Nah, you know, legal stuff. I've never yeah. done that. No. Everything's no. legal. We're good. I've done. Cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, maybe, may, you know, allegedly, 
Allegedly. That's, that's the word we're looking for. Allegedly, yeah. I drove a Civic when I was very young. Yeah. At a very, very, very high rate of speed. <laughs> like Civic SI, VTEC built, like okay. carbon lip car, like nice. super, super nice. Nice. White wheels on it. Ooh. White wheels. Gosh, it was so nice. I missed that car. It Love you some mine, white wheels. But it was, oh, me too. Me too. You got to have the white wheels. Pretty sure they're like the OG, like white Volks with like the blue Volk on the, you know, yeah. it, it, like the five you know smoke. Oh, yep. Super clean. Classic. Car. Super clean SI. 99 Civic SI. Like. Yep. I know exactly what the, I know. The blue, you know, the light yep. blue. Yep. Yeah. That was so a great good. car. So good. Had a it was like right before it. that spaceship era they kind of got into yeah. it, like the yeah, crazy yeah. interiors it was and stuff. The nice, you know, need for speed yeah. SI, you know, underground type shit. Yeah. Um, yep. Smoked a Camaro on the interstate with that thing before, allegedly. 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 Thank, thankfully, you didn't do it. Somebody else I, did, but you might have been in. Yeah. I was on a racetrack. Yeah, of course. But it was, still wasn't me. <laughs> the person that they said did it was on a racetrack. Because mm-hmm. that's 100% legal. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. all I do is racetrack stuff. Nowadays, for sure. I mean, sure. you're good at it. Yeah, you're good at Nowadays, it. Nowadays, 100%. Yeah. I'll be doing no street shit. <laughs> no, I mean, at this Chelsea point. Chelsea will come over there in the pits and, and tell me to. to yep. Yeah, he'll punch me yeah. in the face and <laughs> tell me to stay off the streets. <laughs> he might, he might even tell you to, to put your car back in the trailer. He might so tell if, me to pack my shit up. Dude. Yeah. He might do that. <laughs> Right now, for the podcast listeners only, we're offering $5 off each ticket purchased on Formula Drift website by using FD Podcast when you check out. That is FD Podcast. I don't know if you need to capital the FD, but try it either way. So head over to formuladrift.com, pick up the tickets, then enter code FD Podcast, get $5 off all eight events this year. It's our 20th season. Head over. If you're going, save five bucks. Might as well. I would respectfully decline. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You're like, ah, oh, thank you, sir. I appreciate your opinion, but <laughs> oh, oh, that's too good. That's Love too that good. Guy, though. Oh, I know. I like Chelsea too. He's uh, he's good shape. He's a passionate individual, if you will. Very. One day, one day, I'll sit him down and we'll we'll have a heart to heart about that. But I think it's a little fresh still. Yeah, we'll let that. We'll let that. Uh, that wound, you know. Let that heal. We'll be. Yeah. We'll, we'll joke about it one day. Maybe have the first couple scabs get peeled off, and then once it scars over, you know, yeah. man. I'm. I'm trying. Not, like I'm. Man, I've, I'm in such like a weird spot of like how much controversy do I stir up with this show, right? <laughs> right. Like my boy's I've, itching over there. He's like, I, I want to say it. Should I say it? I don't know. Man, I've had so many opportunities just to stir the shit out of this pot, but I'm like, man. I here's the problem though that like if I did. There's no way I'll ever get him back on the show. There's no way I'll get like more RTI guys, like RTR guys on the no. show. Like I got to kind of like, you know, play that line. But how many views would that episode get? But that's it. So would it be worth it? You could retire off that one probably, I would, dude. I would do the math and be like, okay, listen, if I, if I say it and I get approximately 2 million views, you know, let's say like give or take, how much money do I make off of that? Or if I don't say it, but I have a longer career, yeah. could I get Longevity. those same amount of views? You got to look at it this. Yeah. Would you rather have ten percent of ten thousand, or or a hundred percent of a hundred? Exactly. I'd rather have ten percent of ten thousand all day. (laughs) So, and and, but like get that. I mean, it's the difference between those people who win the lottery. You know, they get like their five hundred million dollars all at once, and then they blow it. Or those people do the cash for life, where they get their structured payments every Mm -hmm. week, and then they can't blow it right away. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know I'd what be. I would do. I'd, I'd screw this whole thing up. You gave me five hundred million. You're done. You know, quick that shit's gone. You're done. Instant, instant. I'm but, gonna buy. I'm gonna buy things that I can't even pronounce. Exactly. Yeah, Why? like Pagani's. Because <laughs> they can't. They got five hundred million dollars. Yeah. Always gonna make sure the people. You know, my people take care of. Yeah. That's Today? dude. That's like day one. You buy your parents a house. Mm-hmm. That's like that's like the first thing you do. You make it big. You buy your parents a house. Yeah, dude. But here, Dad, this is Barbie's dream house. That's yeah, what she dreamed of. So she's popular. You might, you know. My problem is my mom gets married every ten years, so I got like three stepdads to buy houses for. Her, so yeah, you just got to choose which one's your favorite. <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Which one all- bought you the best Christmas present, and then you give him the best Christmas so- present? Here's the hard part. My stepdad, Dave, bought me vehicles when I was younger, and I was too mm-hmm. much of a shithead to, like, appreciate them or do anything mm-hmm. with. Like, I didn't get into cars until I was in college. Like, I wasn't—I mm-hmm. had a I had a Toyota Tacoma pickup. I had an 89 F250 with a 7.3 in it. I did nothing okay. with it. Okay. I'd rather take the bus than work on it. Like, now, now, oh, my God, I'd, I'd drop 10 grand to get that truck back any day oh, yeah. of the week. 100% but, L7.3. Yeah, dude. Oh, I love those. I'm, oh, Mr. Popular. Who called oh, you? Boy. We should have put them on. We should have put them on. Oh, I could have. It's my brother. <laughs> Is it Joel? Yeah. yeah, it's Joel. Oh, my God. That's funny. Should I call him back? <laughs> <laughs> but you're on air. You're on you air. You one, yeah. two tickets to I need, yeah. I need you. Yeah. I need you to tell me how difficult it is to get a mule out of the uh, out of the holler and uh, outside of the house. That's what I need him to tell me. Oh, he'll, we'll figure yeah. it out. Yeah. We'll get the it's, chains out. It's not easy. It's what I've been told. Ain't nothing easy. No, Uh, you don't want to cut the tree down because it'll roll on top of you. Um, you know, we never found out. No, it's good. I'm glad your dad stopped you because we never uh, got to find out. I was ready. You know. Yeah. If I see it, if I could, you know, I'm I'm glad I didn't capitalize on that that uh, that idea. But I I love that there's like seven people. yeah. Where there's a will, there's a way, and I was gonna get that thing out because I know if I didn't, my my ass was grass. Yeah. So, well, the way you chose was the wrong way. That's the problem. <laughs> that was the only other way, dude. Yeah. Only other way because they'd have seen me. They'd have seen me driving the the tractor across the yard. They didn't yeah. see me carrying an axe. I mean, I think your dad saw you. <laughs> I think he did. Yeah. <laughs> or you heard it. No, I think that, uh, I don't remember what he might have saw me. I don't remember, but yeah. I don't know, dude. If he did, he waited a while because I about <laughs> had the thing done. He let you struggle for a bit. He might have, dude. No, he he, see, might he have. seems he seems like the kind of guy that, like, if you screw up, he's gonna let you pay for the consequences for just long enough that you remember, but then help you out. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's my yeah. dad. He's good shit. I, yeah, I, he's I, super good guy. Super yeah. good guy. I haven't. I I didn't get a chance to chat with your mom too much, although. I am going to put an order in for a cake because she is oh, quite dude, the artist. She's the bomb with that. Dude. She's so good, dude. That barbecue cake? Holy shit. And and I'm also a keto fan, so I, I'd be very happy to to put in an order with her. Okay. Heck yeah. yeah. Sweet. Yep. She'd love to make you something, I'm sure. Yeah. She's good at it, dude. Yeah. She made my nephew an FD cake on it one one time. Had like a track with a tunnel going in and whatnot. Had Von oh, really? Gittin. Had Von Gittin's Mustang on there. There's a Hot Wheels. Have the last 15 on there. Sick. That's pretty sick. Yeah. <laughs> She's good. She's very good. She just, just like, you know, just like me with the drifting, she just started making cakes. I don't know why. She just did it. And that's with me with drifting. I don't know why I started doing it. I just, 
going in a straight line was boring. You know what I mean? Yeah. I went to the drag strip a lot. It's, it's fun, but it's just boring to me. It's just well, boring. I mean, some would argue that like what drifting is now is essentially drag racing with corners. Like, I mean, it's different. I mean, it's in in a way, it's the same because like no, it's I that, agree. I agree. Yeah. There's there's a drag race to the first corner. That sucks, but there is. That's why there's, we have a chicane. Yeah, like, it takes the drag you, race out of it. I was going to say, do you do you think that it that it's doing what it's supposed to do? Yeah, Mr. Lead run. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if you have your timing right as a chase car, you'd have no issue staying with them. Yeah, even if they're a lot faster than you, you can stage back and floor it. You know what I mean? So, Chicane definitely acts as a as a equalizer with that. But it is it is a hundred percent. I I think that you know not maybe not a hundred percent, but I agree. It is a drag race to an aspect to the first mm-hmm. corner because there's no there's no trap speed. There's no times. There's nothing. It's if you're slower, you're slower. If you're faster, you're faster. Like. Yeah. Everybody enters the way they want to enter. What's you your know? what's your like favorite style for entry? The only way to stop the only way to do it. Faint that thing in there, dude. Big flick guy. You're big a big flick guy. guy. Yeah. I don't I like I it's my style. It's uh it's not very predictable. It's I was just gonna kind say. of a risky thing to do. Because you're just load I mean, up suspension one way and just flick it back the other way and hope that you don't over rotate, you know, hope you catch it. Um but that's what kind of, I would say, allows me to show how I am different. Uh, mm. I risk things. I put it on the edge. Like, I'm going to dance the car how I want to dance it. I'm not going to take a safe line. Even if somebody told me to, still not going to take a safe line. Like, yes, to a certain aspect. Like, yeah, be safe, be smart. Yeah. But, like. I have my style, and my style is the way I drive, and I drive pretty wild, I would say. Not like anything dumb. I don't feel like I do anything dumb. I don't always talk to my buddies that chase me down. Like, Derek chased me down at St. Louis during practice. I was like, Mm. as a driver, do you feel like I'm doing anything stupid? As a lead driver, like, my big flick, does that mess you up? Does it it make you – he's like, no. It's like, you're driving fine. Like, I'm like, all right, cool. I would just, say your I would say your style is probably closest to JTP. If I like, I had to pick a driver. I mean, fantastic qualifying. Obviously, JTP is one of only a handful of guys or a handful of guys that have gotten a perfect qualifying. Um, leads were always incredible. Big flick entries, lots of angle. You know, but with still a lot of speed. So I mean, that would be. I, I'm sure there's other guys we could we could throw in there, but that's the first one that comes to mind for me. Yeah, and I would say the faint entry, like it's not a purposeful screwing the other guy up but it is a harder thing to initiate behind because you kind of have to like have the faint come out you have to be at a wider line or further back and then you have to dive as that faint's going on so like it's it is a harder thing to chase but it's a very predictable thing to chase if you well you it's it's got to tell right yeah it's not just like a handbrake right where they just grab it and you're like i don't know when they're gonna do it exactly like there's i'm pointing one way and then i'm pointing the other way so if you can tie it right and chase it right, it's super easy to chase down a flick. Like, it's a lot easier, I think, to chase down that big feint than it is to somebody that runs up and pulls handbrake. Like yeah. you said, you, you, you don't never know, know until, until you see a little bit of puff of smoke come off the tire and they get a little bit of angle and they floor it and then there goes the angle. Yeah. I like setting up the car in drift before the zone starts because it's easier to drift through a zone than to mm. drift into a zone, if that makes sense. I got you. 
Yeah, it's like, it's easier to have the angle set going into yeah, it than exactly. to set it while going in. Exactly. It's like, yeah. I, I don't have enough angle, and I'm already like, I'm not really in the zone all the way. All right, let's add angle. Okay, there we go. We're fine. Right. Then, and then you're pushing out of the zone exactly. at that point. Ah. Yeah, take it back. I, I just like, I try to get into the zones before they start because yeah. then I can't get penalized for not being in the zone, period. Because if I'm in it 15 feet before it even starts and then I stay <laughs> in it when it ends, like, yeah, that feels it. Yeah. I mean, Jersey, I was doing that every single time. Like, yeah, big, outer big two, initiation. Outer yeah. three, you know, I was feeling them before they even started. Just if you didn't, I don't feel like you you couldn't draw the right art to stay at lock and stay with mm. throttle commitment through there because otherwise you had to like if you didn't enter it before it entered, like before it started in outer three, especially, it would like push you towards the wall in the center and then shoot you out of the zone or push you off the track to the to the driver left real hard. Yeah. So it's all about like setting the car up before the zones even start. And it's, it's, it's like the risk factor of doing that because you're already committing it. Yeah. I just, it, that's my style. I don't know. I like mm. to, I like to be different. I like the, the car to be on the very edge. Like I can't do anything else. <laughs> I hope I don't mess up type deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like my, this hand's locked up here when I'm going around a, you know, a corner because it, the steering wheel won't turn anymore. I'm at full lock. Like, I can't hit left foot brake right now. Like, I can't do anything but just stay matted. And I like driving that way. I'm big, like, driving with throttle. So, are you, how are you, I guess, like, how are you figuring out your initiation points? Are you timing it? Are you looking for markers? Is it a feeling thing? Yeah. First lap, kind of just go out there and kind of guess, but it's whenever you're, whenever you've been doing it for long enough, it's, it's like instinctual. Yeah, yeah, you kind of just like my first lap at Atlanta this season was like you were on right away. It was spot yeah. on. I was like, dang, <laughs> like holy crap! I didn't think I was gonna do it that good for the first lap. But it's like I had never driven the track. I don't, you know, before I went into qualifying, and qualifying was my eighth or ninth lap on that track. I don't know who I was sitting with. I want to say it was Connor O'Sullivan's dad. I was sitting with. It was somebody, it might have been, it was either him or Jonathan Hurst, one of the two that I was like sitting next to. And you put that lap down, I was turning and went, oh shit. Like, that was like, that was it. That was like my whole thing. I know Greg was there too. I talked to Greg about it. Um, but I just immediately was like, okay. Like, well, there we go. Like, it's. It, I, I didn't realize that was your first lap there. I figured you kind of being in the area, there might have been a, a mm-hmm. I guess there's really no opportunity to drive that track. No. I mean, so, I've only lived up here for two years. Yeah. Two and a half what? years, so. What what's the difference between the Alabama and the Atlanta accent? Because like I'm still trying to figure it out. I don't I mean I don't really know an Atlanta accent. I don't think there really is an Atlanta accent. Or what about like a Georgia accent then? Probably close to the same. It just depends on what part of Georgia you're in. I guess like yeah. Southern Georgia. You know, like you, you've got a pretty good draw. Like, I mean, it's all Alabama, and then is it, it? Then it then it mellowed out when I went to Florida. Okay, I mellowed down because I was around a lot of beach kids and whatnot. Yeah, um, but it's just like stayed steady here. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's just what it's definitely it's Alabama draw. It's not it's not Georgia stoying or anything. It's all all, right. all Alabama. Does does anybody like in Georgia recognize that and like hear it and be like, oh, you're from Alabama? Like, is it? I don't I don't know enough about U.S. accents nah, to like be able so. to pick them out. 
No. I mean, people, if I'm around like people that aren't from around here, they, they can, they either say, are you from Alabama or are you from Georgia? You know what I mean? It's, mm. it's those two. Gotcha. But nine times out of 10, people hit it nail on the head with Alabama. I'm like, yes, the, ma'am. Yes, sir. Those, yeah. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Those, I mean, those are like the big ones. Obviously, like Mississippi is the other one, but that's a, that's a little, I mean, New Orleans or New Orleans nah, or however you want to. Cajuns yeah. are a different breed. That's, yeah. Cajuns yeah. are a different breed. French rednecks, man. It's crazy. They're wild. It's like two groups of people that should have never been meshed together, but I'm so happy that they did. Right? Yeah, like, for sure. 100%. 100%. Uh, so what, so what's the what's that changeover been like for you going from kind of a, a soul, you know, like running your own team, if you will, to the OD situation? Uh, I say situation like it's a bad thing, but like it's it's a obviously a, a – large change in in how you compete and and yeah. how you conduct yourself i guess um i would say i mean it just bettered bettered me my performance in the aspect of there's less things that i have to worry about um, yeah the car is there i don't have to you know stress out about getting the car ready for the event you know which is a huge thing it's always last minute things there's always something going wrong there's always those late nights i can kind of you know have the mind you know, peace of mind that the car's gonna be there and yeah. there's two sitting right beside it that have exactly all the same parts as it so like the car's gonna make it to the track we're gonna get it there um that's probably like the biggest uh biggest difference um ha- not having my own like trailer is kind of weird okay um I'm just so used to having my own rig. I've driven my own setup since day one. Like I've normally by myself, uh, all the, you know, Lone Star events, my last year that I won it, um, or the, my last season and the next season I, um, won it. But my last season, like I drove to every single round by myself. My parents would fly in. Wow. I get off work on a Friday night. I would drive through the night, get to practice, Saturday morning and show up to practice with no sleep still, practice all day, get rest that night, go battle Sunday, um, and then drive home and, you know, work Monday morning and on. So it was it was a it was a grind for me, but that's part of it. That's you know, half of it for me is, you know, the the drive, the willingness, the want to be there. Like mm-hmm. like they say, you gotta want it as bad as you wanna breathe and, you know, I've I've been chasing this dream since <laughs> Since I was a little kid, you know, wanting yeah. to do, wanting to be, you know, something with something, you know what I mean? And this is my something. Drifting is my something. It's it's what's made me whole and, you know, it's I can actually be myself, you know what I mean? And that's why I love the style aspect of it, you know, the X factor, the different, you can differentiate yourself from other people. Like NASCAR, <laughs> the only reason you can tell who's different is the numbers and the colors of the car, you know what I mean? You know? with drifting you could put you know james dean in any car and watch him drive or, or put forrest wang in a car and watch them drive and you're gonna know that's him because they have a style you know what i mean yeah chelsea you're you're gonna see him coming 150 mile an hour doing a backy like that's gonna be your nope there's Nofa. i don't know whose car he's driving i feel sorry for that guy yeah you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but like you can you have your own your own character like everybody can fill the zones it's just how you fill them 
you know, how you get to the zones and, and yeah. how you, how, what, what kind of style you it, have. It's not, I've always wanted to do something and it just requires a shitload of work, but like to take a run, especially like a drone run and black out the car. So you have no idea what it is and see if you can figure out what it is. And I feel mm-hmm. like you're not, as you said, you're not going to know who it is uh, based on the zone, mm-hmm. but it is what happens between those zones that you can figure yep. out who that driver is. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, the like zone the zone's almost all the same. You it's hear some, everything in between. Some, you know, butthead revving up at on the line across from everybody, you know, they're like, that's probably Hobson. On yeah. the line, he's revving up like that, but he's revving up. Is like, that what you do? Do you like Oh yeah, every time. Yeah. I was like, there, the, rah, rah, rah. Well the, I hear the blow off valve on it. It sounds so cool. Uh, <laughs> the big vortex just uh, <laughs> so it sounds cool. So just gives me hype. Uh, you're oh. such a little kid still. It's great. Oh, hundred percent, dude. Oh, we all 100%. do it. I mean, we 100%. all do. I do it in my truck all the time. I'll be like yeah, leaving be a parking lot thing for no reason. Just rev mashing, <laughs> downshifting on the way back to the pits just to hear the whoosh, whoosh. yeah. Because <laughs> the blow the 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 vortex is just like the blow off valve doesn't stop. It just keeps and it's blowing it's out. Huge on those cars. It's, they're so yes, big. They're big, dude. They're yeah. huge. Uh but. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, you could look at black out a car and watch. You could be like, okay, that's a BMW driving. Yeah. Because they had no angle. Terrible. Uh, oh, what? Did I say yeah. that out loud? I'm trying to think of, like, the most <laughs> angle driver in a BMW, but it's now that you mention it, yeah, it's a little difficult. I would say... Um, Nick Noback drives yeah, a I fair bit of angle. Novak and um, maybe... Yeah. I don't know. Blake, Blake kind of whips it in pretty hard for a BMW. Yeah. Donati. Donati drives BMW pretty good. He drives He's an S he chassis drives, driver. I was just going to say, he drives yeah, a BMW so, like it's an S chassis. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And I, I, I respect that. I do. Yeah. still don't like BMW. I'm just not a BMW guy. And, you know, I would I would say Hearst, but his driving is just so angry and aggressive. Like, yeah, he's just, it's not that. He's it's not that he doesn't off. have angle. Yeah, he just he he's drives. Like, the car like, sounds that way. But then you see, <laughs> like he's just sitting there, probably doing this. Hi, that's the, that's the best part. You see his in car, and he's just like such a such a such a nice guy. Is always yeah. you know the biggest smile. Then you hear his car, you're like, dude, that guy's pissed off. What's wrong with him? Man, then he gets he, out. He's just cheesing. He's, yeah, he's cheesing. Although, but that's the di- that's yeah. that's drifting. We can all have our you know we have our yeah. difference. You know, it's like how does that car not blow up? <laughs> It, that Dude. thing, you know, shouts out I, to his engine builder, right? Bro, like, <laughs> yeah, geez, I'm, what's that rev limiter at? Sixty three hundred? Thing turned it, down or something? <laughs> no, it's not. I know it's not at sixty three. If you go, if you ever get a chance, go to his Instagram and watch like his in car footage. Oh and you yeah, just you see watch the, if they hit like seventy two, just bouncing off seventy two. <laughs> building uh, boost the whole time because it's twins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's wild. Uh, oh, yeah, you can definitely tell the difference. Yeah, I would like to do that one day. I remember, I remember hearing like Joe Rogan talk about fighters and saying like, I think it was about Cub Swanson. I don't know how much UFC shit you watch, but like, he's like, he's like, I could watch, I could watch his silhouette, I could watch that man's shadow and tell you exactly who it is. And I feel like there's there's a few drivers for sure yeah. that I could I could easily I could easily tell you who they 100%. were just on that. Yeah, yeah, and that's that is like you said, that's what's great about the sport is that we all have to. I say we like I'm in there, but like everybody has to get around the course in a similar fashion. But for some reason, you're able to do it so differently. Everybody does it differently. It's how yeah. you, you know, launch. It's how you initiate. It's how you transition. So, yeah. you know, 
from from you know do you do you touch lock? Are you hitting lock to lock on transitions? Are they quick, snappy? Are they you know drawn out? Are they slow and precise? Mm-hmm. Like what what do you want to see? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The judges tell us what they want to see, and we all have to adapt and be like, okay, like this is what they want to see. They want to see snappy here, snappy there, like everything snap, snap, snap. So it's would like, you would you take that as like your I guess like one of your reasons for success? Like obviously your driving is is incredible. Um, having a vehicle that is is in the you know top echelon of best setup cars ever created. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, let's give Odie credit where credit's due. He's yeah, hundred percent one of the best suspension guys 100%. in the world, if not the 100%. best. Hundred percent, right? And one of the best chase drivers in the world. Like, yeah, the that guy, too. That guy's a madman in the chase position. Like, he's great in the lead. Like, no, no tape. Yeah, you know, but his chases but his are chases just next are just level. So. It's predictive. It, it's like he's got magnets, dog. Yeah, he's like, he's very predictive. Opposite. So it's like he's trying to hit them, and he's like making them go faster. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's but, he's he's incredible. And you, his, oh, go ahead. No, you can keep complimenting. Oh, no, your, no, yeah, no. Keep complimenting his, your boss. His, his, you know, his knowledge of these cars are, is is incredible. So yeah, but would you say that your ability to take what the judges are telling you in those meetings and then put it on track? Like, is that, you know, maybe something that's that's putting you in, a, in an advantage over these guys? Is that you're listening? Because um, you, you just rifled off, like, w- literally what they said in St. Louis, right? Yeah, but that's like, like, that's just how I drive, though. Okay. It's just how I've always driven. Just like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a snappy, you know, I just drive lock to lock all the time. I'm always, you know, big flicks. I've all, it's just how I've always been. Mm. And... You know, I, I'm trying to think. Like, I, I do listen to the judges of what they want, but I, I kind of just go out and 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 drive my line and have fun, dude. Like, yeah, I do listen to them, but at the same time, I I don't, I don't, I don't sit there and have <laughs> them bounding in the back of my head of this is the line I want to see. I find the line that I can drive the absolute best, and I go do it, and I try mm-hmm. to hit it every single time. And with a reliable Shoot. car, you can yeah. hit the same line every single time. If nothing's changing. So you're not like consciously like going like, okay, I have to adapt here. It's just one of those like, okay, cool. I see what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I already worked that way. Mm-hmm. So I just need to make sure I'm filling zones and everything yeah. else is good. That's what the spotters are for. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. You can, you can go a little deeper here. Cool. You know, or you exited the zone a little bit early here. Okay, cool. Is that is that how you normally take your notes? Like mm-hmm. um, that's that's what you're looking for out of your spotter? Yeah, that's it. Who, who is your spotter, by the way? Um, Tim. Tim okay. Wallace. He, uh, he's a local local here to me. Um, gotcha. He's never spotted before in his life, so his hmm. uh, his is his second year spotting for me. He's a driver. He drives. Um, he does okay. it for fun. He's done drift weeks before and stuff like that. So super super cool guy. Very analytical. Um, very you know precise dude. He does body work. Um, you know he his his shop. He has a shop here. It's called Best Damn Shop Around. And <laughs> Love it. He like he's a very like you know, anal person when it comes to stuff like that. So he's always, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't pick anything at me or anything. He doesn't like mm-hmm. tell me how to drive. He doesn't try to like interject and be like, oh, you should have done this differently or, hey, you know, oh, you know, do this or you're not going fast enough. You know, that's the reason you messed up. It's always, okay, what mm-hmm. happened there, Ben? And I'll tell him, hey, um, I messed up on this initiation. You know, I was like, you know, I messed up here. I tried to do something stupid. Or I'm like, I'm playing it safe because this this spot's a little tricky. I'm playing it safe. We have two more laps before qualifying, and I'm just playing it safe. 
Right. He's like, okay, well, I just need you to, whenever it's time to go into unsafe mode, <laughs> I need you to go back to that. And I'm like, absolutely. You know, I promise you I will. Like, outer three at New Jersey. Right. Like, it's a dangerous spot. You know what I mean? If you yeah. mess up there, your front is going in, your rear is going in, the whole car is going in. Yeah. And I, you know, I would have a lot of time to fix it before qualifying. But after qualifying, you know, I've qualified first every round. I'm the first battle. <laughs> so it's like my practice is always a little bit shorter because I got to get back to the hurry up. And, you know, as soon as practice is over, I got to be at the line pretty much waiting. So that is like one detriment that mm-hmm. I've never thought of until right mm-hmm. now, the qualifying first. That like, cool, yeah. that means you're up first. So if you up first, you, if you're you open to the show. Yeah, if you've been it, you're you're gonna have a problem. Yeah. So like Jersey, he told me he was like, you know, hey, blah blah blah. And I was like, I promise you, I promise you I'll paint the wall whenever it comes to comp mode. I'll I'll turn into comp mode. Like used to, it was all one mode, and now it's like uh Yeah. You gotta be able to adapt to especially FD competition standpoint, because it's always just you know, you're about to lie, you're about to go, and then boom, somebody wrecked, and then they got to have a track clean up, and then you're sitting there for a while, and then a little bit changes, but you just got to have the same mindset of, you know, track's the same, nothing happened to it. There's no oil on it, nothing really happened to it, so yeah, there's not a pile of mud on it no more on the very edge where my tire needs to be. I just got to go back and drive the same line that I was just going to do. So it's always, like, keeping my head clear as I can, dude, and having a reliable car pays so to much. that so much. So like winning, you never want to win battles with somebody breaking, but mm-hmm. if your car outlasts everybody else's, that's, that's winning. You're, you have a, yeah. you built a more reliable car. So it's like having a reliable car pays, paves the road to success. 100%. So I know that was a question and we kind of got off. track. No, it's bit, fine. No, but, it's good. No, you're good. Um, it kind of brings me to like a, an interesting question and, and feel free to answer this however you want, um, obviously. Um, and you don't have to get into the numbers, but... How's your mom and him? How's your mom and him? Yeah, can you imagine just slipping that in there? Like this big serious buildup and then I just throw that in. I, I might have to do that later. Yeah, you definitely have to. I should, yeah. Um, going from a, a, a team that you're, you're obviously like building and, and funding and, and stuff yourself to moving to a arrive and drive program. Once again, I don't, we don't have to get into the financials, but is it worth that? Yes. hundred percent. Okay. Is it significantly more expensive or does it kind of work out in the wash? It works out in the wash. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> I would say I know you're like, 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 how do I say this without like, no, getting like, into it? Yeah. I would say it's not different, but it's a little different, I guess, whenever the team, uh, like kind of contacts you and as a driver and they are, right. you know, trying to recruit you for their team. It's, it's gonna, you know, it's you gonna need to different be different negotiating power. Yeah. It's going to be right? kind of, it's going to need to be affordable for me to step away from something that I've built up to driving for a team, which is awesome. It's like, yeah. when I race motocross, that's like going to a factory team, like going to a factory Kawasaki it's, and it's racing basically for what Kawasaki. You did. And I just you, went to factory team fill suspension. And it's like, I'm a factory driver now. You know what I mean? Factory rider yeah. back in the day, like 18 year old Ben, you know, 12 year old Ben would be like, you a badass dude. You know what I mean? 18 year old Ben would be like, hell yeah, dude. Let's you know what go. I mean? Like, yeah. But now here I am 
driving for a, a team. Like it's, it's, it's awesome. Like I love it. It's a little bit, I'd say a little bit more pressure because mm-hmm. everybody, you know, um, they're like, oh, you know, Odie, you know, is Odie that, you know, he, you know, I don't want to say he doesn't help me out because he does. Like the car, he has notes on the cars for many, many, many years. Yeah. And they put base mm-hmm. settings on it and like, hey, this is what we, you know, this is what we've found over the years to work here. Um, we've put this in the car. Go drive it. Wheel speed should be good. Uh, you're a little, you know, if you need to add, take away, you know, this is what you can do. Here's your graph. You know, well, you know, he, he shows us. Um, but like my boys, they, they're just good, dude. My, my crew chief, <clears throat> Freddie, uh, he's, he's, he knows and he understands suspension beyond, beyond means. Like he, he knows what one click versus five clicks will do. Like he knows that I wanted to grip the car up in Jersey when it started raining in practice. <clears throat> I was like, Hey, I need more grip. <clears throat> he's like, it in the tracks. How does the track feel? I'm like, you know, Coming across the center section, you know, I can get a little bit of speed, but it's like I have no forward drive in the beginning of two, in the okay. end of two. But in the center sections, the concrete, you know, he's like, but think about this. I put more grip in it. You come across there a lot faster. You're going to be coming at these walls a lot faster. Yeah. With the same gonna, amount of grip. You can so overshoot three. Well, yeah. it's not. If we put this in it, it's going to do this versus doing this to this. I'm like. Whatever you think works, dude. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Like I don't, I don't know. I'm still learning, you know, what suspension and stuff, you know, what settings I like and how it reacts. And he, you know, it's super cool to be able to work with them. And they, you know, my boys will, will, will make a click or you know make an adjustment. But like, how did that feel? But, oh, I literally felt the side bite. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. hey, what do you need? We we sat down, sat down, qualifying night and we just discussed me my spotter and my crew chief and we just talked about what the car could do to be better if we have to turn it up okay and i said if i had another you know i said i don't want to be picky but i've never been that driver i've never been a picky driver i've always driven around problems i've always driven around a car that's you know wheels look like this because i just wrecked it before you know comp but i said i need like five more mile per hour, like three to five more mile per hour. And he's like, okay, like we can do that. We'll do this with the RPM. We'll do this. We'll do that. We'll do that. And I'm like, he's like, uh, could you drive with more grip? And I'm like, absolutely. He's Mm -hmm. like, okay, let's, uh, we'll, 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 you know, talk to, talk to Odie. This is what we can do. And I was like, I don't really want to add toe. I don't like driving with a toe because of the style that I drive. Right. Yeah, it'd be um, tough. It would you wouldn't be able to hold your angle as long. No, right? I drive big angle and and toe's gonna pull you out of the zone if you're big. You know, it's just it doesn't yeah. me and me and toe in the rear don't go hand in hand. So we have to find grip for me other ways. Okay. And that's where Freddie just shines, dude. He knows what the coilovers do and how they're gonna react and how to get the most grip to those two fifty five tires. Mm-hmm. And still not go under, you know, 12 PSI, 10 PSI. Like we did 10 PSI during my qualifying run, and we DB'd it going onto the bank. So we're like, right. okay, that's You're too like, low. Okay, cool. Can't, we're good. Yeah. Can't do that anymore. But having the backing of a, a team like Phil Suspension and having to know that the car that he built me 
is capable, and all I have to do is do my best and not fall under pressure and not, not you know, my biggest competitor is my daggum brain. <laughs> so uh, I've taken me out more than I could tell you who's taken me out. Like, there's been people that's taken me out in events fair and square, but I've taken myself out more than more than 90% of them because I try to overdrive or I try to do something different that I haven't done. And I just stop thinking with my head this season and start driving with my feet. And that's it. Like mm. no matter what, I don't care what my head tells me, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to keep doing what my feet want to do. And it's pulls back down to having a reliable freaking car. So Odie is a G like mm-hmm. that car has been around for 11 years in formula drift with, I guess one year, or two years of a break, but it got rented out a bunch of times during those two years of a break, and then yeah. Bogovich drove it for two seasons. You know what I mean? So it's that car's been been rode hard, dude. Like, yeah, but it just works, and it makes you be able to have the the clear mindset that I'm talking about, and have the the, the no doubts that I'm talking about, and all all of it, all the positive <laughs> things boils down to having a reliable car, and and they're. Like we we talked about before, they're simple. There's yeah. not a bunch of lights and bells and displays. I don't even have Type S light, which I wish I did. The underglow. I only have I only have underglow, bro. I got the windshield lights. <laughs> I'll make some calls. I'll make some yeah, calls. Yeah, make some calls. You know, give me right. give me some lights, dude. Give me some. I need some for for Utah. You know, I thought that, was, won't I be thought in that was in the rule book that you had to have underglow for Pro One. I think. Oh, uh, maybe not for Pro Spec. Got it. I mean, oh gosh, don't tell everybody. Shh. Well, I mean, now they know. It's too late. Yeah. We don't edit these. I don't know if you knew that. Wow, no edits. Yeah, so no, if this... I got to pee, what's the signal? It's happened once. Actually, it was me. Uh, Simon's episode. I drank way too much coffee before the episode, and I had to get up in like the last 30 minutes and take a piss. Yeah, dude. I've been holding it for like the last like 45, and I think we've if only you, been on it for like 45. If you got to you run, you can you can run. We can go back to this. That's fine. All right, I got to pee, so I won't take a pee. All right, how about quick. this? I'll meet you. I'll meet you right back here. I'll go do the same. All right, do I need to like you want to have a race? Anything? Do yeah, you want to race? A, I'm gonna, yeah, let's have a race. All right, ready? Hold on, let me wait. I'm gonna mute my mic so nobody hears me peeing. Okay, what go, go. Oh my god, I think I beat Ben Hobson at something. Well, I better relish this moment because it'll never happen again. You beat me, but I the real question you. is, did you, did you wash your hands? I did wash my hands. All right. All right. I you're believe good. you. I don't know you as to being a liar, so I believe no, you. No. No, we're good. We're good there. Hold on. There. Hold on. You're still muted, in my opinion, because I don't have the Jones on. <laughs> Got to put my good beatboxers now? back on. It's all good. I had to all run right. upstairs, too. My This office is in, like, my basement, so I had to run upstairs. So. Well, you know, you can't rush perfection, so. That's that's a good point. You shouldn't. I feel like there's doctors that tell you not I, to. Dude, that was a long pee. I was like, wow, what is this ending? <laughs> My legs are tired. It's all that coffee. Have you? Speaking uh, of coffee, have you? Have you ever had like a, a bathroom emergency in car? Like, have you ever? Is that ever propped Dude, up? Dude, yeah, not like where I pissed my pants, but like that's good, bro. There's been so many times I'm like, ah, oh, well, I know I gotta like I gotta pee, but I'll wait until after this run, and then a wreck happens, and I'm like, ah. Oh. No, I'll, I'll just wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. And then it's like 20 minutes. I'm like, no, I shouldn't have waited. Dude. I got to pee so bad. And after the run, I'm like, I do not care how yeah. long I have. I am going to pee. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, that's like no. that's like when they moved that porta potty in Atlanta. Like every driver was throwing a fit. Bro, yeah, almost peed behind the wall, but I was like, nah. So I hopped <laughs> on the scooter and took off down there to the porta potty. I had to uh, pee a bunch of those times. <laughs> but you gotta stay hydrated, dude. You gotta, you gotta stay, stay hydrated. I'm sweating so bad. Yeah, I'm like, man, I don't even think waters. The only thing is waters are going in me. Like you're literally going straight through me. I'd be curious how much you guys like, like if you lose weight driving. Cause like they talk about like F1 drivers losing pounds. I mean, it's a little different. That's like a two hour marathon and like, you know, five, six G's and it's crazy. Um, water weight, I'd say for sure. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. You're not but losing we, we fat. We drink water but... right back. So, I mean, I drink a lot of water and some Gatorade yeah. and stuff like that. That's good. Just to I'm a glad certain you're point, like, the water just like going straight through you, you know, you need some electrolytes. It's not, it's not doing anything. No, yeah, what's your salt to it? What's your what's your Gatorade color? I am judging you. Like my go-to? Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna pick mm. one, you go to Seven Eleven. You see the Gatorade. You're gonna grab one. What one you grabbing? Like the um, the the light purple one. Oh, okay. Forgot what it's called. Like yeah, is it the zero sugar one? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, like, it's like some kind of like frost one, but it's like a light purple. It's super good. Gotcha. I like the orange one too. Or yeah. like orange yellow, those like the OGs, those are great. Uh, there's no blue allowed in Odie's pit, no blue drinks. Really? Don't know why. It's a used to be a thing and now it's like a, a funny thing for them. So it's like you should you should huh. hand him a blue drink. He'll probably tell you to leave. Interesting. Man, yeah. I, I almost no, like no blue want to hang I want almost want to hang on to this for his episode. Yeah, I don't know like, if it's like a secret, so maybe we should hang on to it for his episode. So nah, what's, your thoughts nah. on, uh, what's your thoughts on blue drinks? I'm gonna, I'm just gonna ask him. I like, I mean, I, I'm hoping he listens to this one. Maybe he oh, yeah, won't. He will. Maybe he won't. Yeah, he will. He will. He will. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> oh, he's such a good guy. I've had, I've had quite a few conversations with him. He's such a, such a. He's my, he's my wife's favorite driver. Oh, like, he? yeah, he's, yeah. He's just such a nice guy. Yeah, he's such you can't a nice not guy. like him. There's nothing, <laughs> so, like, nothing not to like about him. That's a good he's point. He's a ripper, dude. Yeah, it is. I, I felt bad because he's ha- he struggled. Like He's had such weird seasons, and yeah. it's like, what's going on, man? So This year, Phil Suspension's <clears throat> been having a, right? having a season, dude. Holy shit. Been having a season, man. Yeah. It's, we all have two podiums this, so far this season. That's I've got Holy a first crap. and a second. He's got a sec a first and a third, and Simon's got a second and second a third. Second and a third. So we've got two thirds, two firsts, two seconds. Whoa. Huh. Yeah. I didn't even know I didn't even realize that. Huh. All right. Well, yeah. speaking speaking of doing really well at events, what is your what are your thoughts on next year? What do you I feel like you kind of knew this question was coming. I mean <laughs> all, all I'm saying is, you know, pro one boys better watch out. Alabama boy is uh, thinking about moving on up. I just I mean, you know, I gotta watch out. Don't say that. Like that's just me talking. It, it, but it's it's such a huge jump, dude. Like it is a huge jump. And but I'm I'm ready, dude. I'm I'm ready for it. I've, yeah. I've been in this sport long enough to. Once you can, it's it's the the fear factor. It's the butterflies. It's the the nervousness. It's the the making mistakes. Whenever the time to not mistakes, you, like. I raced motocross. We had a lot of laps. I've wrecked a lot. You know, you get up and you got a lot of laps to catch back up. Like mm-hmm. racing, doing this, this you know, formula drift, any any drift. You have two runs. Two runs. Yeah. Your lead and your chase. You have a total of, say, 
my lead lap and I just off the top of my head, I know my lead lap in um, grade eight against Austin Mata at St. Louis, my time was 16.95 or 16.97, something like that. Yeah. So 17 seconds around this track. You've got two of those laps and either you move on or you pack your trailer and you watch everybody else. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, there's no, there's no second chances. There's no, especially in prospect, dude, we have four rounds. That's it. You have one mistake last season. I was second in points coming into the St. Louis race. Third round. I was was second in points. Yeah. Right. Go into St. Louis. Practice was spectacular. Yeah. Best, best performance of, of my season that race. Um, all the spotters were telling my spotter, like, Hobson is on it. Like, mm. Hobson is on it. Park the car. <clears throat> I was second to qualify because I was second in points. So I was like, let's park the car. You know, it's doing good. We have, like, 45 minutes before qualifying. Let's, you know, let the car cool off. Let me cool off. Have Let the team have, you know, sufficient time to, you know, put tires on it, ice it down, get, get, it, all, get it all ready for me. Wipe it down. Make it look clean. You know what I mean? Go into the into my qualifying run. Enter in, just like I did this past season. Big flick. Yep. Throw it in. I'm halfway through the zone. I start to turn in to drive to outer two, and there's no steering input. There's none. I cannot get the wheel to go. It's just locked. I'm sitting here pulling it as hard as I can. I'm like, what the heck? Can I dip a tire at the end of outer one? And I think that the tire dipping took the weight off the front of the car and allowed me to turn in a little bit. And I was like, okay, you know, the car's fine. Flick into outer two. All right, we're good. Riding through outer two, go to turn in hard for outer three because that's how that track setup was. Yeah. <clears throat> Couldn't get the car to turn in. The car was locked. I could not get the steering wheel to move. And it was a throwaway at that point. I'm like, I'm done. You know what I mean? I already dipped tire. I already looked like shit driving through here. <laughs> I dipped tire in outer, outer three. You know what I mean? I go into outer four. And I just can't handle it. You know what I mean? Had a failure. I mean, had a had a simple mechanical failure. Took me from second and point. I zeroed out. Going yep. to the last chance qualifying. I'm like, okay, let's go do a safe run, Ben. I don't do safe runs. I'm not going to, I'm not running up and dragging handbrake. And then just, I did. I ran up. I flicked in as hard as I could. Filled all of outer one. Steering fill count, you know, felt a little weird. It was fine. We put a new um uh what happened was the the bushings on the rack themselves failed. The rubber bushings on the rack, they failed. I entered in, the rack itself moved to the side and it shoved the the wheel so far that I couldn't pull it back. Yeah. Whenever I did get it back, it shoved the rack back the other way. So it just like was locking the wheels. Like we had to beat the sway bar end links inside the tension rod brackets to have more clearance because my wheels were just going all the way. You know what I mean? They were getting stuck on the on the sway bar end links. Um, we fixed the car, we thought. You know what I mean? We secure the rack down. We cut rubber off of my toolbox, the the drawers, the rubber padding. on. We, we cut those rubber, wrapped the rack, clamped it back down. The rack didn't move. We're good. Internally, the rack is done. 
We yeah. don't know. You know it's I mean? overextended it's, at this point. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's done. You know what I mean? It is wallered out, like ovaled on the inside. It didn't just have play. It had up and down, side to side play. The rack was toast. It moved so much that it just, it it, it ruined it. We we didn't check it. You know what I mean? It's, we made an amateur mistake. We didn't inspect the rack. The rack should have got inspected. Pretty sure I had a spare one in the trailer. Should have thrown a new rack in it. Made a rookie mistake. We didn't. We got the car back the best that we thought it was. Drove it to the burnout box. It was fine. You know what I mean? It's a burnout box. You get 25 seconds to heat up your tires and to test yeah. your car out after it, zeroing out in front of the whole world and being a just feel like a straight-up failure. So I had to get out of my head, go put down a solid lap. You have, you have 17 more seconds. To make this happen, dude, you have to make it happen. So, and and I have one way, and it's I have an on-off switch. Yeah, there's no okay. Let's go do an easy lap. There's no I can't. I, I mentally can't do it because I drive one way, and I drive. I, I feel like I drive hard. Um, I entered in like a bat out of hell. Filled all about her one. You know, I was like, okay, you know, the car's the car's fine. You know, it doesn't. Doesn't feel the best, but it's it's drivable. Flick in outer two, you know. I was like, okay, cool, we got this, we got it, we got it, we got it. We're coming through outer three, like hanging hanging bumper off the edge of the track, outer three, throw into the last zone, and I actually did a slow rotation. Slowly rotated the car, and then once it got to a certain point, it just yanked the wheel out of my hand and locked the wheels all the way backwards, and it just I was trying to trying to work clutch and whatnot to try to get it back. But as soon as I, like, every time I'd hit it, the car would just drive backwards, basically, because the wheels were so far locked. I mean, I have screenshots of it, and it looks like, it looks broken and <laughs> everything. Yeah. I drove well, I mean, off it, the track like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was but broken, you, but yeah. You could, take, you could take the one wheel, hold it, and take the other wheel and move it back and forth like this. And Jesus. it was strictly rat play up and down, side to side. And it just, like, there was nothing I could do. So I double zeroed. I went from ninth, I mean, uh, from second in points down to, I think, ninth. Mm -hmm. And then I went into Utah. I was like, okay, I have to win. Like, I have to win this event. Mm -hmm. Struggled the whole event with front end issues with that car, steering issues. Couldn't, couldn't get no front end grip. Like, we, Took a battery out of the rear, took forty five pounds out of the rear. We we put six k springs instead of five k's in the front. You know, I mean, in the rear, we tried to stiffen it up to get more forward. You know, yeah, weight. We you know, we took my rears and put them on the front for steers. Like I had seventeens, I used to run seventeens in the front. And I threw eighteens on there with the two fifty fives and two hundred treadwear tires to try to get front end grip. Pulled the front sway bar. Did all of these things. Went to Odie because I ran his coilovers. So I'm like, hey, what 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 can I do? I'm showing him showing him footage. And he's like, do this. And Freddie's like, I've already done that. He's like, okay, well, do this. And he's like, we've tried that. Like, All right, well, add rake. And he's like, we just did. So everything that Odie told us to do, like Freddie had already tried it. Like he's already, we 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 tried everything with this car. And he's like, your car should work. And we're like, there's something, there's something yeah. with the car that's, and it, it, it boils down to the weight. It had too much weight. Mm. I would, it would pick the wheel up. And as soon as it would like set the wheel back down, the weight 
would bounce it, and I feel like it'd pick the other wheel back up for a split second. Oh, okay. Instead of just the trailing wheel lifting, whenever it's set back down, it would, like, pull the front wheel back up just a little bit, and it'd pull both wheels off the ground, and it would, I would lose steer. Understeer, yeah. So as soon as I would throw in at Utah, it's huge, fast initiation, oh, and as soon as I'd get on throttle, it would just, it would push push the front end. And it, it you know, it's not, not real fun. <laughs> it's pretty scary mm-hmm. doing 100 and, you know, 305 and the front end just washes every single time. That's why I was so nervous going into Atlanta was I was used to the front oh. end just washing and huh. I threw it in and I could say I did not touch the kitty litter at all that whole weekend. And That's I was saying something. so, I, I was stoked. Yeah. Like I threw it in hard didn't know what the car was going to do, and I gave input, and the car drove where I told it to drive. And it was the first – it was the craziest feeling. It was like, holy crap. Like, all these years of me struggling with this car, this car does what I tell it to do. Like, this is going to be a good season, boys. Like, yeah. From lap one of practice, I told them, like, this is going to be a good season. We are going year. to do some work. Like, I – Told him, give me a good, reliable car, and I promise you I'll drive it. Yeah. I will drive it. Ben proof it, and I will drive it hard as I can. I tell Odie, after every single time I drive the car, pretty much, and he like gives me a high five or whatever, and I tell him, I said, thank you so much. Thank you for this opportunity, man. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it means the absolute world because I get to prove that I do have what it takes. Not to anybody. I don't care. Honestly, respectfully, I don't care what other people think about me. Me, I prove to myself that I have what it takes. I'm not wasting my time. I'm not doing anything <laughs> that I shouldn't be doing. This is where I should be, and this sport is where I should be, exactly. And it's just yeah. the best, most weightlifting feeling ever. And it's just like, okay, y'all sit back, boys. We about to do, Y'all about to be busy this season. Y'all ain't getting no, no breaks. We about to be busy. We're having a lot. Y'all have a lot of wheels to change this season, like, and and it's it's been great, man. It's been great. Yeah, and that's that's got to be so validating to like, not, you know, it's it's easy to it's easy to point at the car and, and issues before, but um, I mean, I I believe a great man once said, "Performance is measured by results, not excuses." So that's what my dad says every uh, just my my whole life. It's what he's taught told me my whole damn life, and. Uh, Dude, we went back St. Louis the yeah. next following year. I qualified first place and I won first place. Like, yeah, that it, that was a statement round for me. It was that was a you know that took me out of the championship last season. But everything happens for a reason. Yeah. I'm a big, huge believer in that. Everything happens for a reason. You know what that I mean? video clip of you and your dad was like you could you could feel it right. When he like comes out and it gives you that man, like I got goosebumps. I get yeah. goosebumps. Like I, yeah, it, I, you I've could, you could it feel it. Times, it. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And like now, yeah. And now knowing what that relationship is like, you know, that's that's like your best friend, man. Like, oh, 100%. That's, that's my dude. The that's dude's so dude. supportive. He is. He, you know, that's the, I was looking for him. You know, I got out of the car, you know, you know. You know, I, yeah. I don't remember what all I did. I'm pretty sure I got out, stood on the on the door bar, and you know, gave a good old, you know, hell yeah. <laughs> but I I felt like he was there, but I didn't know. And I turn around, and I see him like running up, and I just I jump down. And as you can see me in the video, I'm just like 
I took both my arm restraints and I threw them on the ground and just like ran to him. Then yeah. I like scraped his chin with my with my hands <laughs> when I jumped up on him. He had a little cut right there. I was like, dude, I'm sorry. He's like, bro, no, do that, do that more, do that yeah. more. I don't, I don't care. Like this is, this is what we worked for, man. And it's it's a such it's a great feeling. And to be able to share it with, to be able to share it with my dad, my best friend, it's it, yeah. my brother, like. The, Your sister is at the too, round too. Like, uh, yeah, they're yeah. they're always there. So, uh, just being able to being mm. able and having the ability to share this with my family is the one of the best feelings in the world. Yeah, they're you know they're there forever, and memories are there forever, and shared memories are even even you know even more. So it's like. We've all worked so hard for this as a family. Like nobody knows how how hard it is to keep these cars afloat. How hard it is to get to these events. How hard it is to to maintain these rigs and the, our trailers and our trucks and and mm-hmm. to figure out, you know, where where we're staying and and how to get there and what hap- like what happens on the way there and you know, it's but knowing that your family has your back no matter what is the it's the that ease of just being able to go full sand, dude. And I'm blessed beyond means, and I know that for a fact. Um, you know, uh, very blessed to be given the opportunities that I have. Very blessed to have the family that I have. Very blessed to have the the structure and the the someone to look up to. And it's you know, I would. I'm sure when I was a kid, I took it, you know, took it for granted. And and now me being a, a bigger kid, <laughs> I take yeah. advantage of every opportunity that's given. So um I'm just I can't wait to see what 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 more comes from this because this is everything I've wanted and I just want to be able to turn it into more and more and more yeah. and, and and inspire more people to to you know to try be different and to do different things you know what i mean to to who cares what people think like if you want to you know drive that car drive that car who cares what it looks like who cares what it sounds like if just yeah. do whatever makes you happy and this makes me happy seeing people makes me happy like seeing people happy making people happy makes me happy and and the amount of you know kids that come up to you and and and, and dm you and say dude like you inspire me on beyond, you know, I, I don't even know these people and they look up to me and it's like, this is what I do it for. Yeah. I do it to, to show people that anybody can do this. Yeah. I, you know, privateer now I'm where I'm at and it's any, anybody can do this. You just have to, you have to want to do it. You have to want it more than you want to breathe. And I want, I want to be a championship driver more than I want to breathe, dude. This is what I, I, I think I all used to think I'm going crazy because it's all I think about. I'm, you know, taking a shower and I'm like thinking the washing my hair in the last round. I'm thinking of what I could have done differently, what how I could have driven better, how I could have, you know, stopped from doing what I did to cause me to 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 make this mistake or or how that person got through there that cleanly or you know it's, but whenever you, whenever you can't stop th- I don't know like I can't stop thinking about this I can't stop envisioning myself 
on the podium. Like that's mm-hmm. what I want. And it's not, you know, it's not what I need. It's what I want. And it's a difference for me. Like mm-hmm. you need things, you know what I mean? But wanting something, you know, you don't necessarily have to have it. And it's okay. It's okay if I don't win. I don't get upset. I don't beat myself up. I I I critique myself. I criticize myself. I, I go back and I watch footage. I, I look at what I could have done better. I look at what mistakes I made or what caused me to cause that mistake. And sometimes, you know, it's my fault and sometimes it's other people's fault. And that's drifting. You got to deal with it. You got three judges deciding your fate. And it's all about moving on and just keeping your head looking at the next zone, no matter what, no matter what mistakes you had in, in the previous zone, looking to the next one, finding the next zone, regardless of the, of the scenario. And that's with life, man. And that's how I treat it. I'm always finding the good in, in every bad situation to be able to be able to want to look for the next zone. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a mental game. Drifting is a straight up mental game. And 100%. If you're not if you're not strong mentally, then you're not going to make it in the sport. Yeah. Not in a competitive yeah. standpoint. Yeah, no. I couldn't agree more. Well, I can't I mean, I I had a couple more questions. We'll leave it we'll leave it for your next interview. I I can't think of a better way to end it cuz that was that was wicked. That was very very inspirational. It gave me goosebumps. <laughs> uh I think it's, you know, it's good words for everybody to to sit and think about especially getting into drifting that like if you want to be a champion, if you want to get to this level, like you said, like this has to be more than breathing. And it's interesting to speak to champions and, and people, you know, at this level. And it's all, it's always the same thing. It's no, it's everything. Like that's, yeah. that's it. This is what I think about. This is what I breathe. This is what I do. There, there is no other option. So, so I mean, that's a good sign for you, man. I mean, you're, you're crushing it this year. I can't see it slowing down. I'm stoked. I, I hope that the jump to, Pro one happens because that that gets me fucking pumped. So <laughs> I'm pumped, brother. I'm ready for Good. it, dude. I'm ready cool. for it. I appreciate you having me on, man. Dude. It's an honor to be a guest on the show. Uh, oh, stop it. <laughs> you know, love talking to you, dude. You know, yeah, it's a I know different we get... this time. We're not we're not, you know, touching elbows right now. I know. But... We're not in the podium in a hot suit. It's it's a little, <sighs> little more relaxed. Okay, it's kind of weird, dude. You don't get to smell me sweating. I know. Hey, we did like two hours minus a pee break, so it's crazy how quick it goes, huh? That's wild, dude. That is yeah. wild. Cool. Um, where can everybody find you? Where what are, what are the socials? Where, where um, all my socials it? are uh, the same. Ben Hobson two thirteen. H O B S O N. Yep. Ben Hobson two thirteen. YouTube, yep. uh, Instagram, whole nine. It's all the uh, same. Same thing. Try to keep it simple. Good. So yeah, we'll put links down down below too. If yep. you Go if you get a, a chance. You know, yeah, if you I get a chance to add him as a friend on YouTube, but you know, ah, you need to get on still that. Go get on subscribe on there. I got a few I love, videos on there. I love so. your your personal Facebook page if people end up adding you there. Uh, there's nothing funnier than you tagging yourself in recipes to remind yourself to make them later. <laughs> it dug down deep. Hey, when you find a good <laughs> you find a good recipe and I didn't really know how to save it. I guess that was before screenshotting was, you know, a thing. Uh, you know, you just tag yourself and it's gonna be on your Facebook. It's gonna Ain't be going there. nowhere, obviously. <clears throat> And I probably need to go see what recipe was that. I need to go ah, it man, it was like a chicken casserole or something like oh. that. Yeah, you're like, hey, Ben, hey, future Ben, remind me to make this later. Yeah. You better make this for me yourself. Dude, I died. I died laughing. It was so good. So good. Well, thank you, <laughs> That's sir. Me. For- <laughs> That's this guy. He's a wild one. He's a wild card. Oh, God. Uh, well, oh. thank you again for coming on. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening and all the support. Make sure to give Ben a follow. 
Um, I'm glad we you got to do give this, this guy a follow too, man. Ah, he's he's ah. the one, uh, you know, rounding go, us all up and getting us all screen time. So go go follow me on Threads. I have yeah. been go follow his MySpace unhinged. dude. The song his his MySpace bio song is spectacular. It's, it's I try I try. His coding I think, is top tier. I think I still have it. Hey man, that's how I learned how to code. So we all did. I know. I know. That's where emojis came from. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> cool. <laughs> all appeared. right, bud. All right, guys. Have a good day, bud. I'll see you in Utah. See you in Utah. Oh, oh, no! Oh, boy! Whoa! Oh, boy! 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 O